You are listening to a podcast of the Geek.io Media Network. For all of our shows and more, visit geek-io.net. And to help support the network, head over to patreon.com slash geek.io. I am JD from How It Stacks, and I'm here to give you a little bit of foresight into our show. This is correct. Professor Willis and I and the Bulldog tend to get a little carried away and excited about our topics, and we can use a little language that might not be suitable for work. So this is a forewarning for all you listeners out there in magical internet land that we do use language like... F. And B. And C. And D. And what's left? I don't know, but we use variations of all of those. Okay. For those out there with sensitive ears and listening land, this is a forewarning. We use language on the show. Bitches. Live from the Jewel of the Gulf Coast, Mobile, Alabama, at the illustrious Mudbrick Studios, it's the How It Stacks Between the Mobcast. I'm your Native American spirit guide, Scotty, and in this special Mobcast, we're looking back on 2015, the films of 2015. On the panel this week, we have... Oh, me? Drew Hall? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just... Hi, I'm Horst Sarubin. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm JD. I'm Bulldog. And you can call me Willis. I like the professor. (laughs) I like the professor, too. All right. Um, If you have not figured out whatever works for you guys. We are a triad of podcasters coming together to talk to you. Well, it's like like the super friends. We are like the super friends. So somebody in here is going to form a bucket of water and and (laughs) a senseless animal. Yeah. Well, since I'm the Native American uh, pop culture spirit guide, I guess I will be uh, Apache chief. (laughs) Oh, that works. Totally. (laughs) Just play it off. Thank you for making that joke. I will go ahead. The white people here, relax. (laughs) I'll go ahead and be relaxed. Are we going to be white, dog? I don't know. You look white to me. All you all look the same. <laughs> That's what we call a softball in the comedy world. Oh, oh man. You're welcome. Perhaps you would like to come to my casino. <laughs> uh, okay. I got some uh, blankets. If I'm kidding. Oh, oh, here we go. Well, how's that the line? How's oh. that the line? How? You know, that's a myth. Actually, but how's that behind the line? Uh-huh. Between the lines. Yeah, get it right. The line. The line. Above and below. Um, it is uh, 2016 now, and we are looking back on the films of 2015. I sent out this great email like, hey, guys, let's talk about our favorite films of 2015. And what I learned is that we don't watch movies. That's science. Yeah. 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 I got a whole like, hypothesis on all that you're, shit. You're not yes. wrong. <laughs> well, what is your hypothesis? Well, I mean, like, for me as a, as a moviegoer now, a, uh, and as a, as a father, budget blah 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 blah. it it has to be a a completely and 100 percent alluring and like a lot of the films and this is i don't it's just gonna say it just didn't draw my attention or captivate me like like i was you know for the for the ones that i sent you they just didn't draw me in and 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 for me to fork out that extra cash to go to the theaters it has to be like something i desperately feel the need but how how many people here have kids because that that's an interesting point yeah i mean there's there's yeah you're raising your hand you're on a podcast there's 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 three of us right (laughs) yeah there's there's six of us on the panel there's six of us here I didn't want us all go. Yeah. So I mean, it's half of us. 50%. Yeah, but but you know, one of the things we talked about on the show recently uh, with a, a friend of ours, a friend of the show, um, it was box office numbers. And here's really, I mean, I, I'm sure we'll probably talk about Star Wars at some point in this conversation. But if we look at this Never year, I want it. you to keep in mind a couple of things. He brought them up, and it kind of blew us away. Right? Is that this year we've had two of the highest-grossing films ever happen 
this year. One was Jurassic World, and the other is, is six months later, almost to the day, six months later, is uh, Force Awakens, right? I almost said Phantom Menace for some yeah. damn reason. There's also <laughs> not- Furious 7, Avengers Age of Ultron, and Minions all grossed over a billion each. Yeah, so we're, and, and that's worldwide. So we're looking there, at... There's looking a reason at, behind that, and we've talked about that, too. It's because a new market has really opened up. Well, yeah, year. I mean, the world, the world side, let's just stay domestic with it, just okay. because we're, we're not seeing that world. And so I'm with you in your statement. However, the box office vehemently disagrees with you and is saying that, hey, look, we want to see kind of you know throwbacks or recalls or we want to experience I, I, how I it stacks yeah. on the big screen mm-hmm. right that's a pitch off you guys but right no, yeah. no i but i think he's agreeing with that i think he's saying that for him it's it's got to be a film that's an experience so your list had age of ultron and your list had star wars yep. these big experience inside out was inside yeah. inside out which uh, uh most of the panel have seen the, um, but we need to flag that one for experience and go back to it. Can we just make a little yeah, sure. side note there? Just, so, just to go back to talk note. about the experience on it. Just because just I, I think there's a reason. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, completely. But, yeah, it's, it's part of the experience. So, you know, I see films for a different reason. I see, you know, and even if a small story. I mean, I, I mean things I liked. Uh, um, one of my favorite films of this year was The Hive. No one saw The Hive mm. because it was, pre, uh, it was uh, bought by the Nerdist at a, and distributed by the Nerdist. They did it as a fathom... Uh, Films event that showed one day, but I got tickets and saw it one day, and it's fabulous. Still waiting for it to come out on Blu-ray, <laughs> so I can show everyone else how good it is. Right. But um, you know, we all looking for those different kind of experiences, and so for you to, you know, you, we all have to justify it, and so justifying it that way, that's absolutely fine. Okay. So yes. we've, oh, look. we've gathered that, that none of us really, uh, none of us really go to the theater and see a lot of movies. So the question then becomes, what were you most excited about that you didn't get to see? I mean, there was. Oh, that's a good point. Uh, for, for me, like, uh, all right, so I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an old school guy. So like the science fiction stuff. I mean, like I grew up on Mad Max, so I mm. really wanted to go see that. But um, I mean, again, when it comes down to like my wife's taste, my tastes, and finding the time to go out and see that, I mean, we have to sit down and we're like, what what movies do we have to see in theaters, or you yeah. know, do we have to experience? And unfortunately, it didn't make the cut of, of the movies to see. So yeah. no, we have a we have a mathematical formula inside our household, which is you know, the, the, what is the true cost of a movie, yeah. right? So yeah. for us, we have one kid, we're two mm-hmm. on the way, and so we have to calculate that up. So when Interstellar was out, everyone was telling me I need to go see Interstellar, I need to go see it in IMAX, and it's very important. So yeah. I did the math, right? For me to drive from where we are to the closest city with IMAX is about an hour away. It's so physical. let's say, yeah. So I, gas wise, I'm going to burn through because I don't have a, a you know a Prius or anything. So I'm going to burn yeah. through some gas to get there. So let's say 50 bucks in that. Then I got to have a sitter, right? Yeah. So then I need a sitter, which is uh, let's say uh, a good sitter is 20 bucks an hour. So I'm in at 20 dollars an hour. Yeah. That movie's almost three hours long with previews. It is over three hours. Is that right? Is that no, right? No, I was no, saying I mean, driving back and yeah, forth. Yeah, back and forth. At that point, so, I mean, you're damn close to three hours. Like, right. It's a so, long film. I, all right, so we're three hours in on that side of it. So it's five hours total to do that. That's 100 bucks right there. Just $100 yeah. to consider. I haven't even bought a ticket. I haven't paid for yeah. fuel. I'm only, that's how far I'm in. So tickets to IMAX are 15 bucks. So I'm really looking at roughly $150 to go see Interstellar and IMAX. Is it worth it? So I asked, I posed that to the, the person bringing it up and they said, no. And I said, well, then it's not that great of a movie then, is it? And that's a weird litmus mm-hmm. test, but it is a yeah. very factual one. If yeah. it is an experience as Scotty's bringing up, yeah. it needs to be one that's going to suck my ass out of, out of my miserable <laughs> existence and put me somewhere else. I'm so glad so you finished is, that sentence. Yeah. But the question is now, uh, it's, it's, Interstellar has been out for a little over a year now. It's, a, it's on home video. It's on, you can get it on Amazon Prime now. Have you seen it? Yes. And it's terrible. 
<laughs> oh, see, and, okay. and that's, that's yeah. another one. So I'm a big, I'm a big Nolan fan. Oh, he doesn't like anything. I'm a big Nolan fan. And <laughs> I, I was super everything. excited about seeing <laughs> Interstellar, but I just never got around to it. It's I'm, yeah. a, I'm a Redbox guy. You I know, am too, I man. Really Redbox for life in the theater. Yep. I got a tattooed but, on my left. Yeah. Look, and this, this also what Drew's talking about. You know, you have as parents, we have all these new things, and you have budgets to think about. Mm. But one of my big things about whether we like or don't like films. It's very much, it's the personal experience. It isn't just yeah. the film. Like, there's that intellectual side that can say, yes, the framing is really good, and the dialogue was good, and blah, 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 blah. But, you know, if, like, my girlfriend just dumped me, and I go watch a film, and it's all about how hot chicks do this, and it, you know, it makes me mad, I don't like the film. So, uh, you know, what you know about the film, what your emotional state going to the film can, can say whether or not it is an emotional experience for you, which is, in the end, what films do. Which, awesomely enough, is what I think is cool about how it stacks, right? Not to plug your show, yeah. but... You're talking about nostalgia <laughs> goggles, right? And, and nostalgia goggles are very, very, they're more powerful than, than keg oh, goggles. Like, yeah, we've all had beer goggles, but these are the, these trump everything, oh, yeah. right? Indeed. And so you guys are going back and experiencing that. And obviously, Scotty and I joke about fandom goggles because we both will like yeah. love something from where it comes from yeah. um, and, and just, just love it because it is what it is. And, and there's, there's we, been several times on the show where we've had to sometimes. make an active effort not to go in biased because we're <laughs> I, I, fans of something. Right. And I think, I mean, which that's is a, a lot of, which a, is interesting. It's a huge point, especially for our topic, uh, Return and Empire. Yeah. Like, I, I, it, 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 I'm really, really torn on, on both of those films. Yeah. Not, not because of anything other than the versions that I watched were the special editions yeah. and like I, what I remember and what I watched are completely because you've got the original I've got both I've got the VHS unaltered uncut yeah. re, uh, original release and then I have this Blu-ray specials and it's it's hard for me because like nostalgia goggles are in but I'm it's just uh, it's, it was, it's tough it's, you can't it's, turn it's, that off you can't it's yeah. impossible but, but I, don't, I don't think you have to I mean you look at it as discrete experiences like your view your viewing of it now after all this time in life Watching it again, knowing what you know about filmmaking and all that, is just as valid as your viewing as a 13-year-old, right? Sorry about the glass there. So, you know, use both of those experiences and accept both of them. Accept that you hate the Ewoks when you're 30 and that you love them when you're 8 or whatever it is. Yeah, it's a good... And use that to inform... I still like the Ewoks. I don't get the Ewok hate, but I understand why I saw Ewoks when I was 6. And so it's a... You know, know, I, I... I don't get mad at a someone in their twenties or who let's say I like Gungans or I like Jar Jar or children who say that like that, that because it's their experience. Yeah, I understand I mean, the hate from the older people older than us who say they hate Ewoks because you know they saw you know Return of the Jedi in their you know when they were in their late tens or twenties thirties or whatever and so they saw teddy bears. When I saw, I was like, man, that guy's about my height and he's rocking a stormtrooper <laughs> totally. with a rock. That's I'm, I, yeah. you know, yeah. I'm down with this. <laughs> Well, the, the thing that we, we brought it up once, and, and Horst and I laugh about it, if you think about this, the Ewoks quite, aren't quite as uh, cuddly as they... They were going to eat yeah. Oh, yeah, a Wookiee yeah, and a couple of humans yeah. and maybe even a robot. I'm pretty sure they ate all the stormtroopers they killed. Maybe even a robot. They're like freaking goats. They're not teddy bears, they're goats. Today, there was a theory about the little girl from Caravan of Courage and Battle for Endor becoming Captain Phasma. I saw that. And it's one of the greatest fan theories yes. I've seen. Yet. Right, the the guy who runs the Lucasfilm Story Core, his name escapes me at the moment, tweeted, "Well, I thought the Ewoks would have eaten her by now." <laughs> so he, you know, in the Story yeah, Core yeah. agrees with, with that theory. That oh, Pablo, Pablo, yeah, Pablo, yeah, Pablo. It's, yeah. it's funny. Like on the on the podcast, we you know said that I watch the Star War or the Star Wars tri- old trilogy, new trilogy in a mm-hmm. specific order, and I will tell you that I love the Ewoks as a kid. I had a bit of hate for the Ewoks in my emo 20s. Mm-hmm. Watching the Ewoks again 
after seeing Jar Jar Binks. like a black Spider-Man suit. I saw Jar Jar Binks in Phantom Menace, then in Sith, and then I saw the Ewoks, and I'll tell you what, the Ewoks are pretty cool. Right. Yeah. Like, Clone I Wars came back like to Jar-Jar. liking them. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right, so I, I, I mean, to the machete edit, right? Yeah. I went back, and it's like a now depute family tradition. Like, New Year's, <laughs> we, that's bam, New Hope, Empire, Clones, Revenge, Return. We celebrate each other's loves. And happens, you, right? you skipped Empire, but I know you didn't mean to. It's I didn't fine. mean to. Um, yeah. Yes, he did. We, we did Don't not, be fooled by him. <laughs> uh, we got a little off track because we didn't really we answer did, Gabe's we'll question. Yeah. So I want to go around the table, and, mm-hmm. and we'll start with Gabe. And yeah, we'll go I've, around I've, got, to me. I've got a couple that, but, I, that I was really excited about seeing that I didn't get a chance oh, to. Let me remind them because oh, yeah. the question was, what was something we didn't get to see that we wanted to see that was on our radar? Because yeah. it was about 10 minutes ago and the audience were like, what question was that? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Sorry, uh, playing apart, from, apart from Straight Outta Compton, which we already mentioned, yeah. and I'm yeah. still dying to see, oh, so uh, Trumbo and Absolutely Anything. Oh, nice. Uh, Absolutely Anything was a Simon Pegg movie. I love it. With, I love Simon. It's, it's the, basic, the unofficial reunion of, of the surviving members of Monty Python. Uh, they play aliens who get who are uh, about to destroy Earth, but like aliens are wont to do. <laughs> and, uh, I just don't know why. We're just very appealing. And uh, so the six surviving members of Python. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the six surviving members of Python are this alien council on this ship, and they decide that as Earth's last saving grace, they're going to give God hand. To one person, basically, he can do anything with the with the flick of a wrist and the utterance of a word can make anything happen. And this person is Simon Pegg. It's also the uh, the final role for Robin Williams. He played the voice of the dog yes. that talks. And never got to see it. Saw lots of really cool previews. Is it on? Uh, is it on Netflix? No. Okay. I don't think it's Did you call it the Netflix? It, yeah, I don't think it's the out. The Walmart? Yeah, the any Walmart. Theaters my, no. my Twitter handle is the Depew, so anytime that I can put the in front of anything, I do yeah, it. Nice. Yeah, got it. Bulldog, what's about you? Um, so I'm going to go ahead and just drop my nerd card and give it to you. every one of you. We're going to cut it in five pieces. Uh, mm-hmm. The Force Awakens, I haven't okay. seen it yet. So. Okay. Well, seen I'm it. okay if we spoil it later. About to say, it's we're going to spoil it this it's, episode. Okay, so the, it's, it's well known. I th- Maybe we don't talk yeah, about well, it on Yeah, well, I mean, for you guys and the listeners of the Mobcast who haven't heard Outstacks on that network, um, Jared is one of the few people in the world who are actually like, F the spoilers, let's talk about yeah. it. I don't, don't care. care. Well, my, most of the time my theory is the fact that by the time I do see it, because if I haven't seen it yet, it's going to be a while, and by the time I see it, I won't remember what we talked about, so it'll yeah. still be new to me. It's okay, because I have a horrible memory, and I that's pretty well known. So <laughs> I, I just can't bring myself <laughs> to talk about the spoilers. I, I can't, like, <laughs> it's fine. Unless you already know. There's a puckering and, inside of yeah. me. That, and, the, it, puck- and part of that goes to whoever <laughs> meant there has been... There has been an, uh, a, a pretty awesome marketing campaign behind not spoiling well, this yeah, particular absolutely. movie. Absolutely, yeah. And that's really cool. Like, I've never Which seen that great, before. Which is great. No, we're it's, now it's what, brilliant. We're three weeks out. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's no, okay. That's are off. Look, the Luke, the Luke meme going around yeah. right now just it, yeah, is, yeah. is a spoiler. It's George, George R.R. R. Martin said two weeks. We're outside of that. We're good. It's yeah. fine. Did you guys see my, uh, my tweet? I posted. It was like dot, dot, dot. Dash Luke Skywalker hashtag life advice and that yeah. was yeah. that yeah. was yeah. perfect. So, so, what was what did you miss? Man, um, superhero fatigue took a, took a lot of things out of the mm-hmm. equation for me. So Ant Man wasn't on my radar. None of those were. Oh, you um, missed out. So. Uh, yeah, it was Ant-Man's on my fifteen. Uh, it was on my top ten of the year. Yeah, it was really? Yeah. Okay, I'm telling I mean, you, it's, it's really it's good. splendid. I, I, I will have to pick it up then. But it, I was definitely superhero fatigued, uh, especially after Ultron. It's better than, it's and, better and, than and I, What's that? Yeah. 
Okay. Well, anyway, I, I it and didn't make the cut. This um, yeah, yeah, when it comes up. I uh, I think I mean it's just a, I think for nostalgia's sake it would have been Mad Max. Um, I, I grew up on those films. I watched them a lot with my dad. Um, they definitely uh, resonated with me over the years as, as something I constantly came back to. So I desperately felt the need to get to the theaters and see that. I just could never make it happen. I enjoyed Mad Max. Yeah, I wanted to. Did who? Just out of curiosity, not to, to show Jack for a second, but did who else saw Mad Max? Did everybody? Yeah. I th- so I'm the only one who hasn't. So could we maybe potentially it? talk about putting on a list? It wasn't even one's top ten, but it was on a lot of like critics' top ten. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was. I mean, it, it made, was critically it made my shortlist of no, stuff no, that I liked. The year. list it just didn't have on, on you know in the list that I had posted to everyone. Mad Max was on there. It just wasn't. It wasn't the top. It wasn't the top three. Yeah, anything anything we talked about, I don't care. He was actually. I mean, I really want to talk about the Hive, and no one saw the Hive. It's brilliant. I mean, like, there's a lot of reasons why I want to watch Mad Max. A for for for. Tom Hardy bringing that, reprising that role and, and continuing it. I don't know anything else about it. I just know it was well reviewed. Um, I strongly support a lot of like, you know, uh, like I heard it was great for uh, for women. It was a great great role for us. Uh, okay, uh, I'm getting on my soapbox. Okay, we'll stop. But then uh, anyway, that, that's just what uh, the feedback. We'll save it for the Mad Max portion of the podcast. <laughs> anyway, we'll get we'll get back. But anyway, I have to say Mad Max. Horse, what did you, what did you really miss out on that you want to see? Oh God. Um, I'll agree with the. I didn't get to see uh, Straight Out of Compton. I really wanted to yeah. see that. Yeah. Um, on a like, um, I wanted to see uh, Fast Seven, and I never saw that. Well, which is weird because you worked, worked on, on it. it. Yeah, but that's why I wanted to see it. I'm not a. F- see, that's the funny thing. I'm not a fan of the series. Um, I'm, but I hear it's you know like especially at five it gets really good. Yeah, but, but but it's not that you. And I'm not plugging you here because yeah. I think it's it's weird. It's not that you just worked on it. You replaced Paul Walker's face. Like your your I job was kind of the, the it wasn't the, my face. You, I, I, I get it, but I, I withdrew on this. Like you probably had arguably one of the most important parts for that franchise, which is why I wanted to see it, and I didn't get to see it. And that's my honest, you know, one of my honest answers. And it's weird because I'm not a fan of the the series, like I said, but I do like good action films, and you know, I'm, I was interested to see like the final product of what we worked on. Um, but I just because I saw so few films this year, I just never never got around to it. I have a couple, and, and they're they're questionable. So I didn't get to see Spectre. Uh, I'm, I'm a Bond guy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I've heard that was really good. I've heard both. I've heard it's really yeah. slow, and I've heard it's like really amazing. Um, Hated it. Yeah, see, like a lot of a lot of people I trust first, more than any critic. first first act was brilliant. That's exactly what and I hear. The rest of the movie is just over and over awful. again. That's what I hear. And so like I would have seen a home without the the, the first act is in Mexico or the first part of the act is in Mexico I would have saw a whole movie of that it's fun and ridiculous and then when they try to wedge in story it's like they don't they're literally wedging in story because they're like I don't know what to do here um Bond does this. <laughs> Make sure he drinks martinis and, and you know, fucks a lady. That's pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it's like. It's like yeah. Yeah. Whoa, bro. Language, oh, dude. Seriously. <laughs> my kids are listening to this. You've changed, two. bro. You've changed. <laughs> Seriously. I think, I think Spectre was almost like uh, Mad Libs for James Bond. Oh. What was it? Oh, wow. Mad Libs? Mad wow. Libs for James it's Bond. It's that bad? No, you, 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 I, no it was terrible. Well, okay. Wow. What did you think of Nightfall? Did you like Nightfall? Skyfall. 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 That one, too. Nightfall's a bad thing. <laughs> that one, too. Wow. The only, out <laughs> of the lost four, your nerd cred. You guys can eat it. Out of I've the got four, nerd out of, cred out the yin-yang. Twins. Out of the four, I like Casino Royale the best. Skyfall was interesting, but I, I mean, I won't watch it again. I fell, I, I have fell asleep three times trying to watch Quantum of Solace. I have never finished it because it, I'm just like Quantum of, you know, just mm-hmm. I'm out. And, the car chase. That's all you need. Right, and, First five minutes. <laughs> I mean, it's the same thing I feel about Casino Royale. The best part of Casino Royale is the parkour, parkour 
run through. It's like who who all else just said parkour in their head and jumped into a trash can? Yeah, right, you know, yeah. just, you know, just parkour. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like that's the parkour. by far the best part of that movie. But it keeps there's a story and it keeps because it was written by three different people who did three different acts, which was an interesting idea for for, for Casino Royale. Yeah, that is interesting. The rest of it though is just like. I eh. uh, see. For me, Casino Royale was directed by Martin Campbell, who did Goldeneye, which is my all-time favorite right. Bond. So, great. for me, Casino Royale held up because it was Martin Campbell back mm-hmm. at the helm, who is my favorite Bond director gotcha. right at this point. So, so yeah, I had Spectre. Uh, I didn't get to see Hateful Eight, and technically, it came out yeah. uh, at Christmas uh, yeah. time. Yeah. I didn't yeah, see I that, seen it yet. It, and it, I didn't it, see the Revenant. Re- it release date was the thirty-first, so it counts. Yeah, yeah, and the Revenant as well, right? Yep. Um, I have I issues with the Revenant. That. I won't say it. Yeah, I, I, I just I haven't had a chance. I heard um, the Martian was really good, but I didn't, I didn't see the Martian, that. and that was another yeah. one I wanted to go see. And you know, it's just it's it's a time thing. Like I said, it's a money yeah. thing for me. Yeah. Like how much am I willing can to see invest? Everything. Now, Inside Out cost yeah. me nothing, and I get yeah. and Minions cost yeah. me nothing aside from seeing the ticket price. Yeah. Actually, Minions was free because my kids in the theater. Uh, a theater chain, I won't name them, decided to go ahead and show that really offensive... Z- the the preview? No, no. Oh, okay, never mind. No, no, no. When <laughs> I was in the theater, they showed... What's that kid's I was about name? I to say, give us a little backstory Not Zach Braff. What's I haven't that, heard what's about that kid that... Uh, oh, my God. He's uh, one of the pop star guys. He was in um, oh, Neighbors. Shit. Uh, what is that guy's name? Zach, Zach Efron. Uh, Zach Efron's Zeph- film. Yeah. I forget what it was, but it's, it's, pretty, it's rated R film, and it starts out with like 12 F-bombs, and they're showing it to a theater full of children. So mm. someone oh, messed so up. They played the wrong movie. They played the wrong oh. movie. In fr- and like parents are like gasping. I turned to Sarah's like these previews are like really like this is not a kid. Like they showed <laughs> suffrage and all these like really <laughs> heavy. I was like, I mean, cool. Oh, no. You know, let's get to the girls early on. Let's get some ideas and, and you voting's know, important. Children. Yeah, yeah, let's let's make a movement. But like really, and then all of a sudden it cuts in, and so we grab our daughter, and and she's close to repeat age so she repeats oh, yeah. everything so we're like oh my god oh my god earmuffs you know we're right. like hauling so it was free so for mm-hmm. me it was the kids movies is what, what dominated my entire schedule so I didn't well, see I mean, what, about, what about Scott here yeah what here, about you Scott I used this free um, movie to wipe the memories from your well, exactly so did you guys uh, did you guys hear the preview that got messed up in front of was it in front of First Awakens somebody played a uh, crap what was it it was okay so they're technically the characters from the same like parent Universe, so like, let's say Marvel or no, Disney owns both properties, but one of them's no longer. It's not produced by Disney, but they played it in front of a Disney movie. Did anybody hear about this? Well, uh, no, no, Deadpool. It. Yes, it was the Deadpool thing. No way. Yeah, they played Deadpool in front of. Oh, they played in front of something else that it's like, hey, uh, Disney property or something weird. But it was like, oh, you Maybe should Ant-Man? not have. You should no, no. It was recent. Yeah. It was the last month yeah. or so. But it was like you should not have played that in front of that movie. Like, what were you? I can't wish I could think of what it was. I've, well, Deadpool, like in front of any kids' movie, is not, not going to work. Well, no, yeah, no. I think, trailer. I think I the issue was it wasn't necessarily um, audience based. It was like uh, studio behind it based. Oh, it was right. like it was like one studio produced the main movie, but it was Deadpool, which wasn't produced by the same studio. Oh, well, being see, put that makes sense because I saw when. When I saw Force Awakens, I got uh, Apocalypse in front of it, and that's made by Fox. Yeah, okay. yeah so I got Apocalypse. It was some, somebody made. Oh, a, you they, mean the uh, secret story of Ivan Ooze? Ivan Ooze. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Coming he at looks you. so much better now. Uh, he well, just still, it's not Apocalypse, bro. He's Ivan. Yeah. He's he, Ivan Ooze. He, Power Rangers. Ever seen the new, he, he grows. The new trailer didn't didn't wow me, but at least he grows. I, I mean, I've got a buddy who's like a diehard X Men fanatic. I'm a like, diehard X Men fan. But I, I I literally like when I saw and also it. Also, your like, buddy? Huh? <laughs> no, I'm you're a, a friend. You're not a buddy. I'm oh. not your friend, pal. <laughs> not your buddy, friend. Wow. wow. I'm, I'm glad you guys right, are so sitting on the side. What did you miss? I had two. The Martians, and I'm kicking myself for not seeing the Cast away in space. 
Oh, yeah, I don't care. We'll see. You know what? I like movies about rescuing Matt Damon. All right. <laughs> so you love Interstellar. Interstellar. I'm like, I'm like, from. I want to rescue every <laughs> everything is just summed up in movies about saving Matt Damon. Right, yeah. right. I'm like, no, I, I like that'll, Matt Damon. I think he should be rescued. And that'll, that'll be the documentary of his life when it's done. <laughs> saving Matt Damon. Oh my God, that's Damon. brilliant. Or he's like a kitten in a tree. You're just like, whoa, now to get the fire department or Superman, one or the other. <laughs> I can't uh, wait for his behind the music saving Matt Damon. I don't know if he sings, but <laughs> shit, please happen, please. <laughs> but the uh, the other one, uh, and it mainly because um, I like I love independent little little smaller films that never get played around here. That's a, the main reason why I hang out. Oh, that's uh, uh, me and Earl and the Dying Girl. Yeah, me Earl and Dying and Trumbo. Uh, yeah, the, I really yeah Trumbo. Yeah, Trumbo was on my list. You know, I really wanted to see that one. Room. Oh, I heard Room will rip you apart. I can't wait to see Room. I'm right. looking for, and Room's about this young woman getting kidnapped and living in this one room. Her attacker rapes her, and she gives birth to a child, and that child lives to five or six, who only knows that the world is this one room, and then gets gets to escape. That is a crazy story. I can't yeah. wait to watch. I, I, I can't. I, I, I can. I couldn't. I can't oh, handle can't rape. Wait. No rape. Mm-hmm. Hate I have children. a no rape clause. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so when you yeah, you want to come hang out with my kids? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, no, I, I, how often do I hang out with your kids? It's true. <laughs> I'm not like emailing like, hey, how's the kids? What was doing? that? What was <laughs> come over? Do you remember that uh, documentary? What two years ago was this something Zachary about the yes, the missing the missing person? Or, well, no, uh, like um, yeah, I do. It was the a, the, the woman kidnaps uh, like the the husband dies, the woman takes the the small child, the parent because she's a bit like uh, addled or something. The parents then um, uh, of the guy who died fight for custody of their grandchild who is with this now crazy mom who kidnapped and all this sort of stuff and um, while they're filming the documentary because they were friends of the grandparents uh, the court I'm giving it away so sorry spoilers oh wait fire the alarm yeah yeah the court um, uh, rules for the grandparents and the woman walks out of the court with the kid and drowns the kid Oh God! And that's in the document. Like you don't see it happening, but like all those events unfold in the documentary. What is this called? Um, see, this dear right Zachary, here, like, dear Zachary. Yeah. I, so I, that's right up your alley, buddy. Yeah. This right here, this whole <laughs> conversation. I'm a child murderer. I, I, I am now nauseous and, and very like. Uh, I can't handle edge. any kid attacks. Dude, like, we, like, we talked about this dude, on how it stacks. Man. Like after we've had kids, we're kind of like, yeah, I can't watch some movies again. Like there are some movies where just like I, it doesn't. I don't like that anymore. Like, no, the same way. Labyrinth, totally, like, and it's such a cheesy fucking example, but Labyrinth, watching the, the baby in Labyrinth, it's actually, that child is suffering during the filming of that movie, and it's, and it's visibly so. Yeah. And like, but is the kid in Back to the Future 3 who, who touches his winkle, <laughs> waves you in, then touches his winkle, like, that kid is not suffering. He's quite happy. Exactly. He just basically gave the biggest F you to the entire world yep. in one of the highest grossing films ever, right? Touches his winkle. That's phenomenal. Phenomenal. You're a dad. <laughs> so we're in potty training mode. Right oh now. yeah, earlier, earlier tonight. Yeah, horse had dinner with us, and there was a celebration for uh, pee pee in the potty yeah, and poo poo yeah. in the potty. Yeah. My my favorite was right before we left. It was like, come here, let me see your bum. Let me see your bum. Yeah. What's wrong with your bum? I, I kind of want to take take the big movies in kind of reverse order of, of, of what we liked them. So I want, I, and since we're talking about kids, let's go ahead and start t- talking about Inside Out from Disney slash Pixar. Um, which I actually watched a version of it last night. The ten minute, the twelve the minute clip, the twelve minute clip with, with no no inside, inside out. No inside. Yeah, it's I, the story I, I tried Riley. to show it to my daughter, and she was upset. It's the story of Riley, and I'm like, I watch this, and like I don't know if I could watch the actual movie now. It's not that bad. It's, I'm yeah. just like horrified. 
Well, no, that the, the little twelfth minute video it is depressing, and, right? And I want to see a room. Yeah, I would imagine like, I it would be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, from the guy from the maker who wants to see a room. Like, comes. Right, I'm like, you know that movie Room sounds great. That Inside Out movie, <laughs> nah, yeah. that's it's too, too serious. That's too for serious. Me. It's too dark, man. It's yeah. too dark. Inside Out's too hardcore. Look, man. I, I can say this: I, I Inside Out will. And it goes back to the thing I wanted to earmark. So Inside Out for me was an experience, right? Oh, very and much. I think taking, I took my daughter to see, being a filmmaker as a career, yeah. right? She can't watch, even though she's in Convergence, which uh, comes available on Blu-ray February 2nd. There'll be a link to how you can pick it up at the bottom of the podcast. <laughs> Shameless. <laughs> Buy um, me! Like it on uh, iTunes and yeah. give us good reviews. Yeah, exactly. Um, but well, yeah, so... Even if you don't like it, right? Tell them that you It's do. a good movie. Um, so taking my daughter to see your very first film, right? Oh. Uh, it's such a big deal and so like we had pictures set up we had everything ready and we go in and, and we and we go see inside out and she we weren't sure how she was going to handle it that movie grabbed her and she's hooked and even worse so now for me is the little cartoon that plays at the beginning called lava yep. she's obsessed yep. and she sings herself to sleep every night with i wish someone would lava me and it's like we do love you kid you know it's like this depressing <laughs> she wants you to lava her lava she's obsessed with volcanoes now she loves it. so inside out became like the thing Science. and we watched it the day it came out sarah was working on a movie my wife and the day it came out like terrible daddy we're eating pizza like for the fifth night in a row uh, because mommy's not enforcing rules <laughs> and donuts pizza and donuts and so uh Here's we, went, Father. we watch it again and she's just as captivated and so for me every time i watch it i see my daughter in riley and i can't help it like yep. i can be emotional about it because i'm looking at my child growing up and i get it and yep. the stupid stuff you do as a parent the good stuff you do it's all all of it's, it's on the page yeah. mm-hmm. so from a parental exp- you know for me the the experience was way more than I'm with my kid. I hardly watched the movie the first time. I'm looking at her watching the movie because as a, as a filmmaker, I want to see what she loves. So it, best film of the year in terms of, Get for me, um, on that Because everything that you're saying, and, and I, I don't want to steal any, any thunder because like verbatim, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm very much... I mean, I'm an, I'm an actor, and I, and I see both sides of the camera now. When I, when I shoot a project, when I watch a project, it's, it's a very surreal experience to be on both sides now. And as a father, to, to take my son to his first film, to, to have him like, I mean, it was, it was a monumental moment for me as, as a parent. So like, this is out his first film? Yeah, it was, it was very much his first movie, and I want to say it was like opening day, opening week type stuff, right? And we had a First movie out. in theaters. First movie in theaters. And uh, and and it was it was was it was just like that, and it was and this is just it was very surreal, you know. Like it was kind of like everything was kind of just falling perfectly into place. There was no crowd. We walked up, we bought our snacks, and of course, you know, like he picked out what he wanted, and we sit down, and, and lava comes on, and I'm just like you, dude. Like I didn't watch per se the whole bunch of that of that i watched him to see his reactions and it was fascinating and captivating and moving to see his reactions where he was sucked in the parts that got him and all this and the parts that got me that didn't get him it was a phenomenal experience and then inside out comes on and at the time i um we had just i believe had oliver my second and so it hit it resonated on multiple levels seeing um and the perception from their eyes to mine, you know, and how their thought process works. And, and, I, and I left the theater, and I, and I still attest to this, it changes the way that I interact with my children completely. And to watch him through that movie and, and, and feel as a parent and as a child of my own, reliving a lot of those memories that Riley went through and stuff, it was just, it was, 
very much an experience. And, and like, that I will a say... fascinating I, statement and kind of scary. Can you elaborate how it changed your interaction with your son? Okay, so... Have you seen the movie now, though? No, I haven't. Okay. So there, there was That's, a lot of, yeah. like, and, and what it does to me is it highlights the minute things that I do as a father. And it, and it, and it ranges from... No, you can't play with this to let's celebrate you doing well here and no, you shouldn't do that. And once you see the movie, it'll kind of make sense. But what happens? I, mean, I, I get what you're saying. So. I mean, like, is like I, I'm constantly cognitive now of is this the memory that's going to send you to like drugs and alcohol? Or is, is this is this the memory that, that you're going to cherish when you're my age and you talk about your father, you know, or, or is this the memory that's going to spark you to become a, a football guy in high oh, school? That, that's yeah. so relevant. And it honestly to me it, it's it solidified the uh, of the impact that I can have as a father and it's a fucking Disney Pixar film and like I mean I cried in the damn movie well, and they got they got incredibly as, as good you, as most people do in most Disney Pixar yeah, films well, I mean, except for Good Dinosaur which yeah. bombed at the box office which the only is, tears there were the expense oh, yeah <laughs> that, well, we were actually going to go take our, our sons to see that together, and yeah, then just, just didn't. Did. And then yeah. by the time I was about to, I saw the reviews, and I was like, "Oh, maybe Never not." Yeah. Did it review bad? I didn't see. It, 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 it did review bad. But well, yeah. I was well, the I, thing I was really, going to say. Uh, oh, go ahead. Go, uh, I was just going to say, lining up with what what you guys were talking about, the 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 basic plot kind of behind the movie deals with with how those core memories are formed. And I, yeah. I just thought that was uh, I it's, thought that was brilliant. It's yeah. so scarily scary and fascinating all in one giant ball because to, to think that you can possibly that this world has the ability to at your core change your direction in life mm-hmm. off of something minute. And and the example that I'll give is in there's a sequence spoilers where she's playing hockey with her mom and dad. She was like three, like very much like my age or, or, or you know, and, and, and in it she trips and in the process knocks the puck into the goal and mommy and daddy celebrate it. At that moment, a key memory is generated and she becomes a hockey player. And mm. so she, as she progresses throughout her age, she continuously plays hockey, she wins trophies, da da da, da and yeah. it becomes a monumental part of her life. The thing about that movie that, that resonates is that there's a very honest, for Pixar, since Toy Story, Mm. I've been a big fan, right? And not all of their films resonate with me. Exactly. Um, some have come back to me more because my kid loves Pixar. She hates animation. Mm. She likes uh, CG. She doesn't yeah. like. Uh, yes, she doesn't like. She doesn't like two like cell yeah, No cell yeah. stuff at all. Like we we like um, export Mickey is what we joke around and call it because <laughs> it's the CG Mickey and, yeah. and she doesn't really care. Mickey's for Clubhouse. Yeah, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Yeah. And like crack. hot dog. Yeah, hot dog. Hot dog. Hey, that's hot dog, the, uh, that's dog. they buy me Giants, by the way. Nice. Yeah. It's I did from not our generation. That. Yeah, yeah. Hey. When you own the soundtrack, you learn these things. Um, <laughs> they do. A, they do a ton of TV. And movies oh, they're brilliant. Well, they do two so shows like, when, they, when, when, when you see them live. They do two shows. They have a kid show first, and then they you know. Oh, that's are, cool. You know, learn, learn during the day. They do an adult show. See, that's classy. That's good stuff. So cool. But like all of them now, and you go back and you watch like Toy Story, like Toy Story three. Um, is an amazing movie, but it's also, uh, I have a little issue with it in that it is completely setting us all up to be hoarders because I <laughs> horse saw this little cat. So Finley has this cheap, crappy little toy cat and Christmas day, its foot was broken. Right now in Toy Story logic, you throw that toy away, right? <laughs> I can't bring myself to do it because <laughs> so now because you think it has a yeah. soul. So when you turn this cat on, it can't walk forward anymore. It just goes in circles. <laughs> <laughs> and my daughter will call it to her. She'll be, she'll say, "Come here, kitty," and it just uh, yeah, kill me. Yeah, it just goes kill in me. I want to talk about Inside Out as a non-parent. 
Okay. Um, because yeah, yeah, I mean, we had some got some good feedback too. Yeah. I know you do. Because I, I, it's kind of what we said earlier about the experience going into a film and how that affects you. And both of you, obviously, this bring you know being the first film you bring your child to and being about children and raising children, it obviously oh, had yeah. this deep effect on you. And I saw the film and I'm like, this is a pretty good film. But I, it, I did not have that deep emotional connection. And to be honest with you, I'm more moved now listening to you guys talk about it than I was in the film itself. And I'm a fan of Pixar. Um, I'm a, like Ratatouille right now is my favorite, and I kind of go between some of them. But uh, for me, what I'm finding interesting, interesting is how much your emotion is coming through from that film and how that is now affecting mm-hmm. me, making me actually want to see it again. In obviously not the same light as a parent, but in you know through that lens the best that I can. Yeah, I mean, if you think about Chum Chum, it'll yeah, exactly. It'll, I mean, it'll I resonate. Like, I'm sorry. I, I, just to jump off of that, because yeah, because I got something too. You saying you're a fan of Pixar? Um, I want to be a fan of Pixar, and I find watching Pixar movies, I I am not a fan. Mm-hmm. I not saying I don't like some of the Pixar films I, I've watched. My problem with them is after is like I don't have to see this again, and so for me to clarify like I'm a fan of something, yeah, I, something I want to rewatch, and I think my favorite, the one I've watched the most, is um, the one about the ants, the Bugs Life. I wow, which is like my least their, favorite. That's yeah. one of like their lowest ones. But it's so to me, it's so funny. It's. Yeah. Are you sure you're not thinking of ants? No, ants <laughs> <Okay>. is terrible. <laughs> I think that's what, hold on, you're like you know it's the one about the ants. Ants? No, Bugs Life. Bugs Life. Yeah. Wait, whoa, whoa. Yeah, you know. <laughs> In fact, like, Ants is so wait. terrible, I forgot DreamWorks did that. Yeah, that is, <laughs> that's the that one that's the slow. Wasn't, yeah. yeah. wasn't that their launch, though? That was DreamWorks SKG's launch, I wasn't it? It, it may be. have been. No, I thought the Prince of Egypt was their launch. Oh, it might have been Prince of Egypt. Yeah, yeah. wait, which sure that wasn't yeah. Disney? No, Prince of Egypt is DreamWorks. Yep. Because it was too, I think it was too, a little too religious at that time. Because because they did a few before they did Ants. Because they did that in Road to El Dorado, and yeah. I want to say there's one more. Speaking of bad movies about Egypt, what's that one that's coming out? Oh, the, uh, let's not uh, talk Egyptian about that. that, that oh my, my god! All the Egyptian gods are white. Okay, anyway, sorry. But and guilt. I really want to and guilt Professor swarms over the audience, really except for Scotty. Awesome except for Scotty, he's not inside out that we've got. Yeah, to get I, okay, let's go. I do. I do want to talk about Inside Out because I, I would probably put this as my favorite movie of the year. Wow. Uh, yeah. I really, really think this was this was the best movie I saw this year. And just to re-clarify, um, we've talked about how it stacks before, but Gabe doesn't have any kids that he knows of. Yeah. Okay. No. None that I know of. Gabe, I'm just going to tell you right now that I love you, Dad. Oh, shucks. No. <laughs> A moment uh, right now. But now, uh, you didn't take for, me, for me, Inside Out, uh, Inside Out resonated with me on a, on a really deep level, but not because I have a kid. It's because I've, I've had problems with depression. And to me, that movie is not about a kid. It's not about the parents. It's about depression and the symptoms of depression and what goes on in your head incredibly valuable and uh and uh, for me that just that hit me hard like i think and my dad has actually made this comment on several occasions that and i'm quoting him here that movie will be studied in psychology classes at colleges for years psychologists have already they've already like they've said i we don't know if we can explain it any better than you did in that hour and a half or whatever the movie is Uh, it's it's a fantastic analysis of clinical depression and it's and it's fantastic. Like I said, it, it resonated with me. I I say it's the best movie this year. It is. It's certainly uh, the most powerful. The one of the things about Pixar movies uh, and Inside Out being one of them is, uh, I wasn't always a big fan of of Pixar stuff. I mean, I enjoyed them, but I wasn't until I had to watch it a thousand times. And every time I watched it, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. That was the key. That's yep. the magic for me behind Pixar because 
you know, there's only so much I can show my kids. So at least, you know, with uh, what Joss Whedon wrote, uh, Toy Story 2, right? There are so many. First one. The first one? Okay. Well, in Toy Story 2, there's so many dadgum Star Wars references. I just have fun <laughs> laughing at the fact that there's all these references throughout it. And it, it that navigates me into a, a thinking of enjoyment. Like, even though I'm tired of watching the same, you guys know, the same movie. Like, I can't watch Mickey Mouse Clubhouse over and over again or PJ, <laughs> PJ Heroes or whatever PJ Masks. PJ, PJ Masks. Mask. Yeah. Can't handle it, but that one kind of pulls me over. And the funny thing is, looking at them from an adult perspective the genius behind him wally for example yeah. is my, my kids totally into wally that's yeah. an insane it's a filmmaker really movie. dark movie it, but it's <laughs> yeah. a filmmaker movie yeah. there's no dialogue in that film for an extremely long time yeah. there's sounds and we're not talking about r2 mm. where we've established this motif yeah. there are there's no one interpreting what wally is saying and they are emoting sounds with cg like there's no i'm not looking at human eyes where like i can read scotty i hate you expression right now i'm just kidding sorry i have resting bitch face (laughs) um it's not like i can read the emotions we read micro details you can't do that in animation that's why the uncanny valley exists in anime and and Mm. animation and so forth but in wally it changes it and then we watched wally and went to disney world and realized that basically disney world is talking about themselves because when we were there there was like tons of people on scooters (laughs) drinking soda and not really like like it's an amazingly powerful statement about culture. Oh period. God, yeah. God, yeah. I think I think Pixar does two things in their stories that are that are good. They tell a good story, a general story mm-hmm. that you know, hey, that's a good movie, um, and they find things that they can really drive home through storytelling, yeah. visual storytelling medium. So the depression, they'll, and, find, they'll find that one thread to exactly. Pull. And oh, if, like, for me, like Ratatouille, there's one moment in Ratatouille that always just hits me for some reason. And it's that moment when um, the guy who's, I don't have you guys seen Ratatouille? Yes. Um, <laughs> I actually haven't. Uh, it's the, the really? moment where the guy who's. I haven't seen it. Pat Oswald's in it. You should have watched, know, you right? watched Pat's in it. The guy who's judging the food at the restaurant, he, you know, he, and he's the harsh critic and he, he does all of his, um, you know, where he, you know, like everybody's afraid of him because he's going to judge the restaurant and the restaurant will go under. And he eats this simple dish of ratatouille. Oh, God. Yeah, and he, and he just takes that one little bite. And there's this amazing visual dance where whoosh, it flashes yeah, into his yeah. childhood. And he's, you know, remembering being a kid and tasting ratatouille as a kid and the emotions yeah. and all that. And <clears throat> I think they can draw specifics that hit a specific tar- target audience that can really make that your favorite. Mm. And then just generally speaking they all have a good storytelling plot that you can just sit and watch and that combination i think is what makes most people like their films unlike scott they they have they <laughs> they have this thing with with imagery they make these images that just stick in your head oh, yeah, like the, the house yeah. with the balloons yeah, yeah. Up, up up yeah you know yeah. i can't I, even watch the beginning of that movie right. i bawled yeah. The, yep. the, the first five minutes up is is by far the best thing they've ever done. And storytelling, I mean, that movie wins alone on the. F- I don't think the movie itself is that amazing. That five minute piece. That's a movie within a movie. This movie within a movie. And so, I mean, you have this. It's weird because you have two different experiences with it. You have this emotional tie with, with, with the old guy and his wife. I mean, you go through their lives and then they wedge this stuff with a weird fat boy scout kid and some balloons <laughs> and it's just like the talking dog all are cute tropes nothing wrong with it it's just like it's not the same experience or the same joy i had watching that i mean and you're right i cried like a baby when i watched i'm like i had a it's almost like uh toy stories 2 uh when we find out jesse's origin and the Sarah McLaughlin song in that? Oh yeah. I mean, I'm I'm in the theaters. I'm, yeah. I'm a grown man, and I'm just like, snot bubbles. Me. I'm just, yeah. Oh my god. 
<laughs> but again, you wanted to hoard your toys. Yeah. After that, that's what I'm saying. It's a hoarding uh, type. Yeah. Is it bad that I burned them after that? Yeah. <laughs> Think well, about so that now. I've written like a, a terrible stand-up joke about. Uh, uh, Just that's okay. You can stop there. I will. It was about <laughs> this is not live with the Toy Story Three. Oh my gosh! And it was basically like just to summarize it. It was um, that the toys were soulless demons, and that um, them on the conveyor belt to the torch was God sending them to hell. And like I was trying to write this joke out to me, and I just couldn't do it. It was so dark. And like never, I'd, I'd, I'd perform it and do test audiences, and like don't ever, ever, ever tell that joke. So we've been talking about Disney Pixar and Inside Out yeah. for a while now. What what were the other ones yeah, that seemed to lock, on. lock yeah. everybody up on the on I think the top Inside Out just got about you know its money's worth that <laughs> yeah. again. You're welcome, uh, Disney. The, the next big one on the list was uh, Marvel's another Disney film, Marvel's Disney. Age of Ultron. Oh, Marvel's oh, Avengers: oh, Age of Ultron. Oh, Age of the Sea. I mean, I think uh, I'll just. <laughs> I can't even remember it. I'm glad what we all happened got a nice in collective that movie. Grown on but it that. made the list. I mean, it was on my list because I was I was running out of spaces. <laughs> it was the only. It was like one of the three movies I'd seen. seen okay, just, a quick quick tally around the room. Do we all think it's not as good as the first? Of course, I, yes. I can absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, uh, I mean, and we know that Joss. Whedon, who generally has a lot of control of his films, was in charge of this one as well. Mm. And I, I could be wrong, but um, I get the sense, and I've read things, that it kind of comes to that thing of corporate needs versus storytelling needs. And mm. Disney usually is pretty good at riding the line, but sometimes not. And, it, See, and it, I think Disney is, but Marvel's not. And they're separate yeah, companies. Yeah. Disney, Disney's the parent, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I don't think Disney's got someone like on the, the the. I don't think the mouse is sitting there, you know, on, on the ghost of Stan Lee, going, "We need more. We need more people." I think Marvel's doing that to themselves. Stanley's still alive, buddy. Mm. He, but he's no longer with Marvel. <laughs> I mean, and didn't that didn't that happen in comic like in comics too? Yeah, uh, where it just it got so big to the point where you had to have so many people well, on it mm-hmm. that well, if you people just lost DVD interest. Blu-rays well, are now well, foil the, and well, like <laughs> chromium. Uh, yeah, uh, a big problem with the comic industry is they've gotten Mine's to the Ed point Mantini. where. Each Ooh, each nice. DC and Marvel have both collectively had to hit reset buttons yeah. to draw in new people because they're getting so convoluted and, and yeah. just clustered. They're like, okay, we have to restart everything. So Marvel's in yeah. the stages of doing that, and DC had wrapped it up with the new 50. Yes. No, no, go ahead. Oh, they, they did their new 52. <laughs> this is my intense Relaunch um, a, a few years ago, and yeah. it was pretty successful. And Marvel, I believe it will be successful, but they've had they've retweaked a bunch of characters. But I think I think with Age of Ultron, um, yeah, I mean there was a they shoehorned in a lot, which oh, drew, yeah. drew away lot. Yeah. from from where it was my, going. My, I've got I've gotten super into comics this year. <laughs> well, no, yeah, I mean, what, what do you re- like, we'll talk about what you're we'll talk about that later. Yeah, but right now we're talking about Age of Ultron. I, I've seen Age of Ultron once. I enjoyed the experience. I watched it, but it wasn't something that I had to repeat. I want to, and I never made it back. I kept finding other things to do. Yeah. My problems with Age of Ultron, though, it's it's there's not enough valleys, but too many peaks. There's not a resting point until they like until the party, and that's like twenty minutes into the, to this film. So it's like battle, 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 quick breath, battle, 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 battle. Yeah. We're at Hawkeye's house. Battle, 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 battle. Yeah. Credits. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, my beef with that film is, is I never once got a sense of, 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 of like, fear or, or, like, something bad could happen. It, was, yeah. it felt like, a, it felt like a, a, just a, a running gag. So That's have- because, though, arguably, you, the stakes weren't set correctly because you didn't think anyone could die, which will lead into another conversation. Wait a exactly. But, 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 but in any of these superhero films, do you believe the stakes are up there? I, yes. I never do. Absolutely. Uh, uh, Avengers, I felt, I mean, I felt a dire sense of like, dude, I, I mean, even though I knew Tony or uh, Robert Downey Jr. had signed on for more pictures, I felt 
the the severity of that situation. Yeah, I was like, I, I like actually didn't feel it for the characters. I felt it for what, and it's one of the few films I've ever seen handle mass. So you have a you have a, a, a huge group of normal people, humans going about their day to day operations. Mm. Age of, uh, I'm sorry, uh, um, the original Avengers was the only film I've seen in a long time where they actually addressed the idea that we are fighting in a, in a metropolitan area, unlike the stupidest film ever, Superman, where they just yeah. destroyed oh, everything God. and no one even took into account the lives that were lost hey, in the yeah. process. had the best fight in an IHOP. <laughs> I mean, that's bad product placement. <laughs> yeah, that, that's and great. it's always synonymous with Superman. Smallville had some of the worst, like where yeah. they would just name drop. My Toyota Yaris gets 47 miles a gallon, Clark. Oh, what, what about what about heroes? <laughs> Dad, thank you for my Nissan Rogue. Can I take the Nissan Rogue down the street to my friend's house? Yeah. I lost the Nissan Rogue. This podcast Rogue. brought to you by the Nissan Rogue. Apparently. <laughs> I wish. Uh, but, right. you know, like, so the stakes for me weren't the characters. It was the people around it because I saw them fighting so hard to save them. Yeah. Then yeah. they go to a very convenient, small, little town in which they're able to evacuate everybody and the, the stakes weren't there anymore because yeah, yeah. it was like you, you isolated the incident into mm. into a mountaintop stupidity. Well, I was more fascinated Is that what happened? Because I'm going off no, very I mean, you're, you're right. When there a city that floated or yeah, something? Yeah, basically yeah. Ultron lifts a giant chunk of like... Uh, Why? So he can drop it back into the planet. Well, yeah, yeah, Ar- Ar- Armageddon up. style? Yeah. yeah no, I, I'm, Except we were yeah. out of... We, we didn't have any Aerosmith theme <laughs> songs. Let that sink in for a little bit. Out of both Avengers films, what moment affected you the most? I think... For me, it's Coulson. Um, when Coulson, yeah. Coulson first was one. a great yeah. sequence, yeah. Because on an emotional, that brought stakes on an up. That's, level, you just, yeah. you just killed point. a character, yep. right? You brought stakes up. What took me yeah. out of it was uh, uh, a Tony Stark 2.0 or, or, or James Spader's Ultron. I thought Spader did an incredible job. I did not like how he was he was a one-liner toe-for-toe for, toe for Tony. You know, I, like, I did. I just I Because I bought it. It made sense to me. If Tony Stark builds a robot, it's going to be a Tony Stark robot. But my, but my, yeah. my problem with that was is any interpretation that I've seen of Ultron has always caused fear. But he's always, boring. Ultron's been boring since I picked... Like, I Avengers never read have the, no more villains to fight because they're all either dead or boring. Yeah, they're boring. Because the so Avengers like, are terrible. I remember when they well, announced Ultron. Mandarin, but we saw what they did with him. Yeah, there oh. we go. Oh. Exactly. Yeah, that was a good point. <laughs> Ultron's but, been crap in the comics, and yeah. I'm sorry, I'm just not Mandarin. a fan. Mandarin I'm not saying I love him or, or want to yeah. get his rocks off. What I'm saying is, is like I, he wasn't. In, he that, wasn't. That went really. Yeah. Well, is that maybe an edit point for you? I don't <laughs> for us, it'll probably be. <laughs> There'll be beeps all throughout. Our version. JD speaking, just hold it down. Yeah. Um, Can we just lose his channel altogether? Yeah, for your, for your version, uh, yeah. It could be, it'd be a guessing game. But, like, I what mean, did JD like, just say that they're not responding to? <laughs> just put a disclaimer I mean, before the episode. My you're point fine. was, is it didn't create a sense of like, you know, like something could happen. It was just like yeah. he's like, I'm going to make jokes. I mean, some joke battle. Let's not forget films in, uh, in my like most basic view of them elicit emotion that's what they're supposed to yeah. do right they're supposed to elicit an emotion from mm-hmm. us and one of the problems i have because we all said films we haven't seen a lot of films why haven't we that we don't we're not that engaged so many films at least in my perspective are about the ride they're just about mm-hmm. the excitement and yeah. that gets boring yeah. emotion yeah. is Big, better fun, when it has movies. something to play off of right yeah. we have to know we have to know sadness to feel true happiness, that sort of yeah. thing. And on a microcosm in a film, you want that as well. Well, and, and that's exactly what I said. This movie has too many, you know, hills, exactly. no valleys. Valley. You've got to, you've got to have a moment where it's like, I'm going up somewhere. Ah, you've got to go down that. This very was like, we're just going to keep climbing. There's going to be a big drop, but we're going to climb. And it's yeah. like, I'm, I don't care. I, I was more interested in Hawkeye's family than anything in this film. I'm like, I totally agree. I was like, well, this is. A unexpected. Yeah. B yeah. this is very good. I also like the little snippet of Scarlet, uh, not Scarlet Witch, but uh, Black Widow's um, 
origin, her backstory. Yeah, that was good. The little st- was like, well, that's neat. Surprised it made it because it looked something like, and I would have the Thor thing. I didn't get. Well, no, I think in in defense of Whedon, because I'm not a, like a Whedonite, but I'm I'm a fan. Um, I think there was more to the Scarlet Witch element. I think, the, or um, sorry, I did the, the same Black thing. Black the Widow. Black Widow element. I think there was more to the Thor piece, and I think there's deleted scenes yeah, maybe right, that but, came out, but like that helped establish that a little bit cleaner. It just fell through on the way. So there, there's isn't, a director's cut that's like five hours long. <laughs> yeah, no, no, look, look, isn't Whedon one of like the four people who's actually pushing for a Black Widow movie? Yes. Yeah, Not he's one. Of but think about it. I mean, he's the Buffy guy. There right? won't be any yeah, toys you know. for it. I mean, he's uh, Serenity. You could argue is is Rivers' yeah. movie more than yeah. anyone else in that. I agree. And so the thing about Whedon that I wish she would have done in this was look I saw I'm a Firefly fan like I'm a brown coat like hardcore I've been one for a long time right so when I went to go see Serenity and suddenly Wash doesn't just die Wash is impaled sudden aggressive and part of like you know out of nowhere out of nowhere right RKO out of nowhere Randy Orton comes in and spears (laughs) him with that thing Um, that made a major I cried it was I wasn't ready it was an emotional impact beyond it it was really jarring it was so why didn't we have that in Avengers why couldn't we have something like that yeah. in, in Age of Ultron where we jar the audience and really put an emotional stake at a new level? Because we had it in Avengers. There was no one you, there was no one you could kill in that to, to bring that, that, that journey with us, that, that, that emotional response you want because uh, you're not going to kill any of your franchise people. You're just not. Yeah. You're not gonna, and, and, and so you know that. That's right, the problem. Right. The two newbies, yeah, and that's the no thing. one cares about. So there was a 50-50 shot on one of them not making it because Whedon has to kill somebody. But Coulson is somebody we've traveled from Iron Man 1 all the way through. Coulson, we've been through this. Yeah. this and so seeing Coulson die, which I think, I think it, which is now cheapened because of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., by the way. Agreed. And so, I mean, I, I just don't care. I, I've seen the first season. I want to watch the second. I just can't bring myself to it because I'm like... No, I can't even watch a single. I watched one episode and I was so bored. I was like, I'm out. It got better. It totally gets better. And that's the thing with Whedon. After the, after the second Captain America movie, the, that tie in, yeah, that tie was amazing. See, see, for me, shit. for me, the, I think the the best Marvel movie currently is uh, Winter Soldier. I agree. Oh, I totally agree. One hundred percent. Because they get yeah. they get it. It's or like, Ant Man. Ant Man's a good question. Oh, really? Ant-Man is, what Ant-Man about Guardians? Is really Third, good. Guardians does not. Um, I don't consider that a Marvel movie. I don't care if it's part of. I, look, yeah. the, that's so yeah, out no, there nobody, from their universe. Yeah, nobody knew who the fuck the Guardians were before. before I'm raising my hand. Before, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. I didn't either. You're, you're our Native American pop out, culture but, spirit um, guy. You're supposed to. The moment they announced Guardians, my I was horrified because I was like, "How the hell do you do Rocket?" And I was, and then they did Rocket. I'm like, "And they did him good." And did Rocket was great. Oh no, Guardians! I hated the first viewing. I didn't care for it. Really? Nope. I didn't care. I did, I did really like the stinger with Howard the Duck at the end. I knew you were going to cry. But second viewing, I was in love because I found myself like tapping my foot, singing along yeah. as if it were a, a sing along, right? That my kid listens to. Like I'm mm-hmm. all in. Like I know all the songs, and I'm like, yeah, yeah ah, and I'm all in. Like I'm totally in. Mm-hmm. But it took that second viewing wow. before I could even get there. Yeah. I was I was pleasantly surprised. Ant Man. Um, We'll get to, but Ant Man's the same way. I'm like, I'm really surprised how much I enjoyed Ant Man because I hate the character. It's like, oh yeah, dude, yeah. there is so much loathing hatred for for that character in my family. Then you family. need to see the movie because it is not what you so expect. Bad. I guarantee okay. you will come back and say that was Scott one of the funniest the films I've ever it, seen. I mean, I, I, I'll tell you what, I, I if uh, I will stop if it's at Redbox, I'll pick that shit up and we yeah, will, uh, it's, and we'll it's, watch it. And on top of that, I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't really behind the idea of Paul Rudd as a superhero either. 
And he's great. Uh, one yeah, of the things, uh, we're talking about Marvel real quick, and we mentioned the TV show. I know we talked mostly about movies. Yeah, but we... for me, you're talking about you've got um, comic book-itis, and you want to see any more comic book films. Yeah, I, and, capes and tights, dude. Uh, Let's hang them up. And b- where I see there being interesting things is what we just briefly touched on is that connection between the film and the TV show. And the most interesting thing for, and maybe it's a gimmick, I don't know, but the interesting thing for me was that idea of this thing happened in this movie, right? And it's a totally isolated story. And it had such a massive effect on this TV show. And, um, and, you know, none of the Twain show mix. You don't actually see the Avengers, right? Oh, except they reference, uh, they reference the destruction in the Avengers movie in the first season of the flash too. Uh, well, well, they, they, Daredevil. Daredevil. Oh, Daredevil. Daredevil. That's yeah. what I'm thinking well, of. Yeah, but they didn't do it in Jessica Jones yeah. because all we did no. was hang out in a girl's apartment. No, they, 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 they absolutely did. I couldn't make it past the fourth episode. Dude, was, I feel like I was watching they, they a series everything. Like oh, Jessica Jones about. is amazing. It's the, best, it's, it's the best thing Marvel's ever done. No. Uh, Kilgrave uh, is arguably period. like he is the he is Kilgrave the villain that I want. But I think Daredevil's better. Daredevil's a phenomenal. I hated I the first four I episodes. I haven't seen Jessica Jones yet. I just finished watching Daredevil. I, they they reference Daredevil in Jessica Jones, but very very not. I don't want to say nonchalantly because yeah. it's also, but they don't mention his name. But, but also mention they they mention other people. They mention Hulk and they mention like because Luke Cage and her have a whole discussion when they found out they each other have powers. Right. Yeah. Like who else is there? All I know is like. The big green the guy, green and, his guy cr- yeah. and his crew, and right. so like the Avengers. But they like, were being and they've a, also mentioned the alien invasion. But so. they were being a little hipster about it. I mean, let's be honest. They're like, you know, the big green guy, because we're not going to say the Hulk, because we probably <laughs> we have to pay money yeah. if we, we say who didn't Hulk. pay that royalty. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Who knows him as the Hulk? He's one of the Avengers, right? No, no but did, nobody does ever, did ever call him. Oh, right. They didn't say okay. okay. Yeah, does does he ever get called the Hulk? Right, it's meta. in public. Uh, Tony Stark says. I mean, Tony Stark says we have a Hulk. But like, yeah. no, no, no. Is that but like that, in the PR that's, that's not to, that's not yeah. to the public, <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. The Hulk. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. yeah. They, they, the only ones, the only Avengers ones who do name, are Captain America and Cap- Iron Man. Yeah, yeah. They well, didn't mention any of those people. Yeah. By well, no, they they released the papers though in Captain um in Civil. Oh my gosh. In Winter Soldier, though, they release all the papers. And yeah. that was one of the big things was like, oh, Black Widow, you're going to do this? Like, they're going to know your history? Like, yeah. you're releasing everything. So we have names, but nobody calls the Hulk the Hulk. And, except to Loki, and he calls yeah. him a Hulk. He doesn't say the yeah. Hulk. He's like, we got a Hulk. And it's like a race of Hulk. And that's to a person, not <laughs> in, in public. But so. my, my point was what's interesting <clears throat> is that mix, kind of like what we're right. saying. Yeah. When those were, and that's one thing that let me down for Jessica Jones is they didn't. I know they're getting to it with the. Uh, the defenders or whatever, but that that kind of cross referencing, yeah. that bigger storytelling, I is, think is the thing I find interesting. Well, that's, I think that's where Marvel's they're winning, and I think that. DC. Well, they, 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 they reference. They reference. It was yeah. a lot more specific. It's in passing. Twice they talk about the alien invasion, and that's all they. No, talk no, about. no. They, it was all, in my mind. It, they set it up better because a lot of what was happening in Hell's Kitchen and was the rebuilding was because of it. Kingpin came to power because of the destruction. Hell's Kitchen too. So it's like. No. Yeah, but they don't. They didn't touch on. It wasn't yeah. enough to keep me. Yeah, in, engaged. to me, it wasn't woven enough. I, and you, you, I was like, to me, it's like, why? Why are we beating the dead horse? Okay, we know it. They're rebuilding. I don't. Yeah. Well, I, I think I, it doesn't have to be rebuilding. I'm saying they didn't weave the bigger just, world into just, it. Enough. It's it's almost enough that they reference that it happened, so that you know oh, it's I mean, in the same universe. Yeah, yeah. I think that's you know? important. I, I think what it's doing is it's laying, it's foundationally laying a, a success for that Marvel for that yeah. for that what, universe, and I think that's where DC is struggling right now, as is. 
Batman. Well, we will see how how they incorporate. That's garbage. It's garbage. All of that. Now, I, I mean, but I'll, I'll, I'll straight up say, like, I enjoy like Green Arrow and Flash as a show. It's fun. I love, I love how they intertwine. I really the like Fla- Flash. I kind of I kind of lost interest in Arrow. Uh, yeah, yeah Arrow is exactly a different different, different yeah. style of viewing for me right now, and I and I'm on the fence with you. Um, it's, it's, it's the kind of viewing you watch on the treadmill. It's All right, de- I'm done. It's WWE style viewing. You're like, I'm yeah. kind of watching this. Yeah. Maybe when there's a fight, I'll look up. But yeah. that's about as far as it goes. Um, but, like kinda. Green Arrow for me is like the guy at the gym who's do, like doing uh, bicep curls in front of the mirror. You know, that's what Green <laughs> Arrow is to me. You know, oh, I'm so cool. Look how badass I am. So for you now, know that like when I do curls and I look at, I'm just gonna go stand in a closet and I'm like, I hope nobody's looking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, did I uh, hit home? Me. My last thing on Jessica Jones. Um, I, so I've touched a nerve with Jessica Jones. No, because I, I loved it. I've been yeah. waiting, and, and I, I liked it. You about I, this I'll tell you one thing. I'm a fanboy. I've been waiting for this movie. I've been a fan of the comics since 2001. I've been waiting for the show since 2005 when they first announced that it was going to go on a- ABC. And I've been following its progress until we got it. And I was really happy. It's, it's not perfect. Uh, don't get me wrong. There's some things I would have done totally different. But um, I think what it does for abuse is the same thing that Inside Out does for psychology. There is There is... Every type of abuse, the whole theme is abuse. Absolutely. The whole theme, and it's like Absolutely. every kind of abuse from, you name it, it's in there. <laughs> and shown in a, like, in a, in a, in a non-typical Hollywood way, like yeah. almost in a real way. So I'm, I'm, I'm very cool with that, so. Uh, and I agree, and that's one of the things I loved about it. And, and it, to me that goes back to, you know, we're saying what is the best film of 2015 well, what's the difference between the best film and our favorite film? Because I have two discrete, you know. Yeah, I, don't think yeah, I mean, I, I don't but think I, our I, is going to be what's no, the best. So. No, no, but but I mean, I think that's the point. I think are we are we conflating that? Like, because um, films that we love aren't necessarily what we consider intellectually the best film. Oh, like, exactly. The, yeah. For me, the best film of the year was Nightcrawler, and but I didn't love the film. I probably will never watch it again. But technically, oh, that's it was the amazing. best film you saw. Yes, I saw because it was last year. You, oh, whatever. But you know what I mean. The, no, no, I'm with you. It's creepy. <laughs> I don't watch it. It was yeah. Godfather, good, bro. You got some. <laughs> well, no, it's no different than American Sniper, technically released in 2014 for yeah. Oscar play, but not yeah. re- released wide until 2015. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't see American Sniper until it was theatrically released, yeah. and it is still fundamentally one of the best edited movies I've ever seen in history and I think it's a brilliant piece of cinema it was on my list because yeah, of that reason list, yes. and and it goes back to that same thing so like yeah we can all nerd out and, and go through it I just go back to what emotionally impacted me to make me want to go back and see something yeah. else what yeah. did I spend money on for a repeat visit what did I that's mm. that's how I quantified oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. and this can be different for everybody how, it, it, what because I read box little, little thing yeah. that to, 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 on that same note to, to, to reiterate how I felt about Inside Out, I bought it the day it came out. And we and because I have a child, I mean, we watch it on repeat that entire week. Yeah. But it's literally, the it's like when it's Depew family night, we're like, hey, you guys want to watch Inside Out again? We're like, yeah, put it on. And we, I mean, I've seen the movie like 30 times, 30, mm-hmm. 40 times. It's still great. Um, since we're, we're I think, still in the Marvel Universe a little yeah, bit. Yeah, did you have anything, Professor, on Age of Ultron? Uh, man, I, yeah, other than I just... I just didn't care for it. <laughs> I just didn't care for it. I watched it, it and it was like a very honestly, it's, it's a very big meh. It's yeah. a it's 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 a big fun dumb summer movie. Yeah, but so and was the first fast, one, Fast Seven. Yeah, <laughs> but and that's the thing is the the first one didn't feel like that. Most of the other Marvel movies didn't didn't feel like that to me. They didn't I mean, just too. feel like big dumb. I don't movies. like any of them except there's. You know. I mean, honestly. Uh, 
Um, Avengers, Guardians of the Galaxy, Ant Man, Winter Soldier. That's the only one. I got yeah. You know what? Fine. I, I really think. I, I really just I'm think. Just, you know, Age of Ultron was whatever. was the only one that jumped out at me as just a big dumb summer movie. Yeah. You know, and there's nothing Iron wrong Man with there's nothing wrong with being a big dumb movie. fun summer movie. Yeah. That was Shane but, Black, and I will defend Shane Black for not, anything he does. It's not bad. I was just like, it was funny. It's yeah. very funny. Well, well he's. I do. I do have an insight on that one. I. Don't know, but I know. Does anybody want uh, moonshine? By the way, I have some moonshine. <laughs> I love some moonshine. That I am to be. Initially, he, um, he took uh, the almost directly from the comics later. And if you remember in the film, Tony Stark had this weird thing where he was afraid of his his success or whatever. Remember he had, right. um, and actually, it was alcoholism. What he originally wrote. The original film he wanted to do was a little bit more serious, a little this bit going two down. or three, three, three. Um, See, I bought Tony's PTSD, though. I it, bought it. Well, I, I did, too, too. But it's, it felt... I don't know. I, I think Shane Black would have had a better film had he gone with um, what he originally done. I heard the first script was better. The whole Mandarin thing was, was dealt with a little differently. Yeah, and, uh, that, yeah. That's the only thing that really pissed me off. I don't know. In defense of that. Because he was, he, was <laughs> he was one of my favorite villains yeah. when I was a kid. Okay, so it, my it, very it, limited comic experience. Have you uh, seen the, the, the uh, extended cut or, or the, the, the Mandarin one-off? No. It's actually it, it, it hints at the oh, fact it, it hints at the fact that he might actually still be the Mandarin, and this is all like a giant plot. Oh yeah. Um, basically, that's uh, them going. Like, oh, they were mad. Prison, we need to fix and this. And these guys are like hassling him, right? Yeah. And then out of nowhere, like uh, uh, um, these people show up just a little bit because I don't. I've never done this. Isn't real. Oh, okay, cool. It's um, it's actually water. Uh, yeah. yeah water. Uh, my my the Mandarin was a big issue for me. The other issue was that. Thank you. Um, Pepperpot's fake death was <laughs> wasted because why show us that she has extremis and then throw her off her just throw her off her, and then, then yeah. show that it was like a weird edit because I was just like she's gonna come back and I was and there's no it took the yeah. peril all out of it it's yeah like, she's crazy robot girl she'll be fine yeah she'll get rescue armor she'll be great <laughs> um, she'll become rescue do, do oh we, shit I forgot about rescue do we want to move on to um, no. to Star I mean but before we, before yeah. we move on to Star Wars I, I do want to bring up one other thing because we were before we started the show uh, I, I didn't get back to the email yeah. with everybody because I'm a lazy bastard but uh, we still love you we're all <laughs> sipping moonshine but, yeah, as the professor man. speaks uh, <laughs> teach us, Professor. Teach us. When uh, when we were, when I was going down my list of the movies I really liked this year, I came to Pixels, and all of you guys just like I, I heard all of your butt cheeks just clinch, and oh, you just let on, out I, this groan. Like I gotta take another swig of this moonshine. Really? Like, that. That's why I brought like, you. I knew, you all I knew got Pixels this was coming, face so like drinking this shine bad cheese. Oh. I watched it. Did you red box it? I need to know. I did indeed. I did red too. Box yeah, it. it was a red box. Yeah, no, I did. So it was a dollar movie. So let's talk about price of it. Price of admission. Yeah, You paid one dollar. Yeah, I paid one dollar, and I really enjoyed. Well. Correction. I rented it, and it would have cost me one dollar if I'd have watched it that night. Oh. I wound up. I wound up holding on to that and Ant Man for like a week before oh, I got a chance. Oh, before I got a chance to watch ticket. it. Wow. Yeah, I spent. I spent pretty close to a theater ticket on it, and I still wasn't. Are you sure you're not justifying the fact that you spent a week with That's, that movie and paid yeah, a lot more than you meant to? Yeah. No, I only watched, Jesus, I only watched I, it. We once. didn't need to know. No, it's, yeah. no, it's either I, I buyer's remorse or um, what's it called when you when you when you're you're captive and you fall in love with your captor. What's so, that? Uh, yeah. 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 Bullshit. He secretly is like, he's like, oh my god, I gotta watch Pixels again and again. 
again and I'm, again. No, I mean, and, and it's not, it's not that. It. It's not that, but I did enjoy it. I mean, it's, it's like I was saying earlier, that's there's okay. nothing wrong with being a big, dumb, fun movie. Uh, I, no, I, totally I, agree. Look, and I watched all the movie. that, and that's all Pixels aspires to be. I and finished it, does it, it well. And that's a big deal. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I watched it, I finished it, and I turned to my wife and I was like, you know, and she was like, I, like she's snoring her head off. I was like, oh, typical night for me. Yeah. Doesn't matter what's on. You know, um, I do have a rating scale for movies that my wife stayed awake for. Oh and yeah, that means we did it. Like that means a <laughs> filmmaker really made something amazing. Yeah. But I, like, I didn't. It wasn't the end of the world. Like, yeah. it didn't make sense in spots. But yeah. it wasn't the end of the world. It's a movie about video game characters coming to bomb us or something. Yeah, of course, I, it's not supposed to be. I didn't expect logic out of that. No, I just you know. It was, was it was cringy. enjoyable, and all they all they were really trying to do was be a fun movie, and I think they pulled it off. I, I, I think, and we had talked about this on How It Stacks, and, and this goes back to like you know the nostalgia thing and, and growing up. But there was there was a certain time frame where um, <clears throat> where everything was fun, and, and going to the movies was was a fun experience, and we were at the drive-in and fun, and 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 I, and I think at a certain point we gave up fun films for. Uh, you know the dark, the gritty, the, the 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 suspense, the the after credit sequence. You know, and we got away from like the independent. And I, this is I honestly, I still I, like I haven't seen Independence Day in a full viewing in a long time. My, remem- my remembering it, you know, was it was fun for beginning. It was just a fun it still movie. Holds it wasn't up. Gonna, what's that? It still holds up. Well, I'll, you know, we'll decide that, sir. It stacks between the podcast. It stacked well. Anyway, <laughs> my my point is, is I think you know to to, to defend uh, his his you know enjoyment of Pixel is I think is that's. It's good to have a fun movie every now and then. Like movies don't have to be dark, they don't have to be gritty, they don't have to be edgy, they don't have to have an after credit. They can just be fun and leave it at that. And I think that's a that's a cool point. Here's my thing is, is I love Last Action Hero. I mm-hmm. that's my omission. I'm right there with you. So mm-hmm. but it's 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 the reality era that we've entered into where everything has to be explained with a lot a lot more reality than I think we need in a lot of circumstances. Like I don't need to know the science behind why it pixels happened the way it did. It just was pixels, yeah. right? Oh. Uh, I, I just don't need to you know don't need this sometimes. You sure? I don't need midichlorians. <laughs> you definitely don't. Mm-hmm. And and so let's from Mordicloreans. Let's go ahead and just <laughs> is this the segue straight this is the, into this, it. Segue. All right. Well so. done, JD. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so from, just from make sure they still exist. That was that was a layup. Let's yeah. let's go ahead and talk alley-oop. into what is clearly the biggest movie of 2015. Yeah, there's no doubt. If not going to be the biggest movie of all time for a while. Yeah. And who knows what yeah, that could be? A year At least until the next years. one. Until comes Avatar. Out. My prediction <laughs> is till uh, the next Avatar. If you'll ever make that. Oh, they go into production. In three months, unless he decides he wants to go see the Titanic or <laughs> or, or somewhere in the bottom of the ocean again, he gets, goes, "I got money to make an Avatar movie or see the Titanic again." That's what I want. How to about do. Avatar on the Titanic? It's coming. It's coming. Look, uh, we had a, we had a great quote come from somebody regarding James Cameron that I think is extremely relevant, which is that James Cameron does not make movies; he makes events. Yeah, yeah. and does. it's brilliant. If you look at his his screen record, right, like his if, if he were an athlete, the dude wins every game yeah always and yep. he wins not small he wins huge mm-hmm. so like all of his films like what is it it's it's uh, avatar and then it's um it's titanic. avatar and then it's titanic, titanic. just yeah. stacking right by each other right fighting for that and that's global and, uh, box office uh, aliens 
Aliens was Cameron too, wasn't it? Yeah, and Aliens is Abyss. Cameron and yeah. the Abyss. I mean, everything Two he's lives, done is something. And Terminator and yeah, T two, which is the T two. But uh, Drew, I mean, what Drew's saying is he, he it isn't just he's going to make a film. He he know he's very smart. He's very meticulous about mm-hmm. how it's built. He's very smart about when it comes out. What was um, we had a friend of ours who studies box office, and he was very specific about when things were getting released and he like he would pick the date when it gets released well ahead of time because he, he patented the idea behind a release schedule affecting his film so all yeah. of his films come out at christmas for a reason it's not just because of the holiday season they all come out at christmas but they're all technical achievement oscar wise and they get a little oscar that's buzz. right that's what it and was. so what happens is, is this guy somehow capitalizes on families going to see movies right mm-hmm. and then he capitalizes on oscar the oscar the in prestige January. is what we call it he, he capitalizes on the prestige of it and so now he has a film that crosses two genres. And so then the Oscars re-release it, and his films just stay in theaters. Avatar and Titanic stayed in theaters forever. But its opening him. is garbage. Titanic's opening is garbage. Right, and I it was a failure by box office standards. I saw Titanic six or seven <clears throat> times in the theater. I, I, I do believe I saw it. Were, were, were you yeah. on dates? Uh, part of that, though, but sometimes I was by myself. <laughs> I wow. saw it because the girl I went with said it had boobs I liked it. it. Boobies. I liked it. And I will say I did enjoy the car sequence. Yeah. That was pretty cool. I fell asleep <laughs> and woke up to Leonardo DiCaprio's frozen snot stash oh. and busted out laughing <laughs> I like in the saddest I've part of the it. movie. I'm a, have you never seen Titanic? I've never wow. seen Titanic. The only time I've had popcorn I've seen thrown the, at the I have ship. A, I have a weird relationship with Titanic, though. Uh, and I was in third grade in 86 when Ballard found it, and I was obsessed with it from, from the moment then. So I was, yeah. oh, there's a movie about Titanic. And I'm like, the first part's all about let's find it, and it's got all, this is how it sank. And I'm like, this is awesome. The story stuff's okay, but I mean, I, I still saw it six times. I don't own it though. I feel ashamed that yeah. I own it. Yeah, I was kind of a I was Remember kind of a Titanic beaches? nerd when I was a kid I, too. I we went and saw all the museums and stuff like that. It was yeah. I, I love the meme that's come from it. You know, like anytime there's like a time space, it's between like it's like it's been eighty seven years since I've had a Snickers <laughs> bar. You know, and it's yeah. got like a picture of Rose, <laughs> and it's just like. One of the things that I think Cameron does, and we're actually not talking about Star Wars yet, uh, is uh, he's a populist writer storyteller, and I don't mean that in a in a negative way. I don't know, I don't mean that as like a, a mean connotation, but he knows he. I was saying to Drew earlier, he's got the pulse on what the general audience is going to go see. Right. He made uh, a perfect balance of Dancing with Wolves and Pocahontas with aliens to make Avatar. Exactly. No, no, you forgot Fern Gully. <laughs> oh yeah, Smurfs. is that him? Smurfs. No, 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 but, but Fern, he, that, that is Fern. It's so adult Fern Gully. It's Dancing yeah, with Wolves, yeah. Pocahontas, Pocahontas with a with a sprinkling of Fern Gully and Smurfs. Yeah. I thought you were saying Cameron made Fern Gully. No. I was like, <laughs> no. who remakes their own? Oh, Lucas does. <laughs> uh, hey, we're back on Star Wars. Did he hey, 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 that's that's, that's Luke, how we do it on the Between the Lines show. Here's your boom, it's like the Jets. Speaking of Lucas, did anyone see Strange Magic? Nope. No. No. Do you want to know what Strange Magic is? But you know the song. Luke, no. Lucas no. made a film. Uh, Lucas produced a film that he co-wrote that came out this year. Oh wow! Str- oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Strange yeah, yeah. Magic. Yeah. yeah. I didn't see it. <laughs> no, I didn't see that. Well, didn't I he did. produce Red Tails two I, years ago? I, I didn't know it was I a thing. Red Tails. Uh, I, I saw Red Tails. Red Tails. Right. I remember it's enjoying it, but I also the story I love the, the Tuskegee Airmen. Yeah, I was about to say yeah, yeah, their Tus- story is like epic. And we all it's close to Alabama too. Do you remember their their HBO special or whatever when it came out? I absolutely loved that shit. Real quick about the Tuskegee Airmen, West Virginia State University, where I currently go to school at, was one of the first sites for the program that became the Tuskegee Airmen. That's cool. We had an airfield right by our our campus. HBCU. Did I laugh? So Star Wars. So yeah, Star Wars. Uh, the, the biggest <laughs> movie, the biggest movie of the year, probably the biggest movie of all time for a while. Um, and uh, if we're gonna, I don't know, quantify, you know, if I liked a film, 
or what my favorite film of the year was. I saw this movie three times, so I guess I'm going to call that it. But I think I like Hateful Eight more. But I think, I mean, I've seen, and I will go see Star Wars again. And so, yeah. So, so for me, it was, uh, you know, we've, we've talked about it in length on our show. It was the experience of seeing the film. So like going to the theater, I saw when Phantom Menace was coming out, right? So we stayed in line, we stood in line to get tickets. This is pre internet buy ticket yeah, days. No right? Fandango yeah. for you. Yeah. When you used to call the theater and get the show times, oh like gosh, the old, uh, yeah. Place. So we stood in line and we, sat there and I think the all in from waiting in line to get tickets and then waiting in line to see the film was almost 20 something hours, 27 hours, something in that space. Mm -hmm. It was a crazy long time. I have a really great memory of it. I have friends that work like in the industry that I was sitting right beside. We struck up friendships years later. We crossed paths. It was this weird sort of thing for, for all of us. And it's a big deal to me. So that already, that's not just nostalgia that's going into inside out it created a little memory ball in my head right core memory. a core memory a of, corrupted core memory later but yeah yeah it turned blue it started yellow turned yeah. blue it had that weird swirly mix yeah. it was yeah. a half inside half. joke scotty yeah. it's an inside oh. out joke oh you haven't seen the movie yet you have to oh, oh, ins- oh wow oh, you can come over a little slower one yeah. <laughs> i hate your children i know you do so uh so i think that affected me going to see and then i saw it again with my parents and you know my parents showed me star wars when i was a kid and you know, I remember seeing that, and and so I think that has a lot to do with my perception of it. It is my favorite film of the year because I loved every second of it. Like a nerd, I just was gleeful. <laughs> well, I mean, giddy it, even. It, I guess giddy we, have, I mean, we have to be honest. Yes, it isn't just a film, and you know, there's that cheesy thing of saying it was an experience. But I mean, this is this is part of our culture, right? It is it is literally part of our culture, and, and it is for me. It was the first time that. I could go play in a world. When I went out in my back, there's a stupid Duracell commercial that almost made me cry where the two kids go in the backyard and they're fighting stormtroopers and then yep. it cuts to the know, parents. Yeah, I remember again. that commercial, dude. And that was me. It was like, you know, I go in my backyard and this is, you know, Hoth. Or this is, and so it, it's a really weird thing of being more than just a film. Uh, more than just you know an experience or an event, it is it's revisiting an old friend. It it, it is you know Christmas come again. It's it's this mm. thing of this world that I can inhabit and I get to see a new part of this world again. And you know I can't help it. That's the reason why it's my favorite film for the year as well because it's my old friend and and I liked my yeah. old friend. He wasn't drunk and angry this time. My old friend was actually like, you know, happy in the way I remember yeah. him. There is a comic um called Control Alt Delete. Is anybody familiar with this comic? Mhm. I've heard there, of it. he did a perfect panel of what you just described. Oh yeah. Uh, I'll have to show you guys after the show, yeah, but yeah. It, it it's that scenario yeah, but in comic honestly. form and it is Perfect. Awesome. It's it's to the T exactly what we were just talking about. Anyway, continue. I'm done. Thank you. Oh, okay. I, I mean, I think like uh, Gabe, you made a, an incre- a great point earlier where where he talked about I think um, where it's like this is my fa- or maybe it was Drew, but this is my favorite film. This is the one I enjoyed the most. I mean, I, I mean yeah. do you remember that comment? Earlier? I think that was Scotty. was it was that that, that was, was Horst. Was yeah. it Scotty? So what? we've no? we've just officially accused no, everyone. It was it was it was, it was that guy. Yeah. It was me. It was yeah. that guy. Yeah. Was, I forgot but, it was but, me. I saw I'm it. Kaiser Sose. But uh, but, but I, <laughs> I I think that's, I'm Spartacus. What? That's kind of where I'm at right now. So I my name is Montego. Oh my gosh! I am Billy and the Fail. Done. I blame <laughs> I, I blame Leave that my movie. Rules. 
I blame the moonshine. I will go back to that. I have a question about that. Go ahead. Uh, Anyway, so uh, for me, as far as choosing a favorite, uh, reliving the the memories I had of Inside Out versus uh, Force Awakens, it's it's a very it's a toss up depending upon the day. However, uh, Force Awakens was a. I remember when it like we so we got there. We bought our tickets online three weeks ahead of time. Right, we get to Ohio. We get to the theater uh, three hours before the show, and we eat dinner. And then we realize they're, they're starting. There's news crews. Like, there are people like just news or outside interviewing people and everything. And I'm like, well, hell, we should just walk over there see what's up. And we walk, and they're seating at five o'clock. Right, the movie starts at seven twenty, and they're seating at five. So we walk in there, and we literally sat in the theater from five five o five till. 10 o'clock that night to just just to make sure we had good seats and as the night i mean it booked out right and i remember you know the uh, lucasfilm thing comes up and then a long time ago right that that the scroll happened then it kicks on and i get goosebumps i get teary-eyed and it's just a wave of emotion and then i the luke skywalker has vanished (laughs) yeah i I immediately i went to a lull like i got actually what happened is, is all of the excitement built up and i like exploded in this one sequence and I know. It's very guys, Are yeah. we talking about the same yep. version of Star yep. Wars? And then, uh, and then, and then it immediately dropped. And you know, Kylo Ren comes in or whatever, and everything happens. And I remember being like, "Holy shit, I'm not going to like this movie. Like, holy hell, I'm not going to like Star Wars." Right. And as the story progresses, I it, all of that vanished, and I got caught back into the world, and I'm seeing again like the old friends and people I grew up with, and wondering what happened to all these people, and and. And I left, and I was like, well done. I was like, I didn't want you to mess it up, and you didn't mess it up, so well mm-hmm. done. And then I sat on it for three days, and it was like, I think I'd messaged you about it. And yeah. I went from liking it to being in love with the film. And then mm-hmm. I saw it a second time, and it just reiterated all of my initial feelings. I don't think you can watch Star Wars, and go ahead after I'm done, Gabe. But I don't think you can actually watch <laughs> Star Wars um, without seeing it twice. You have to see that film twice. Now? And that, that, leads, that, that actually leads, leads into what I was going to say is I feel like I, I will enjoy it more the second time I see we're it. We're skipping Bulldog because he's oh, not seen it. Oh, yeah, no, I haven't seen the movie, so oh, that's fine. Okay. Can we go spoilers? <laughs> of course we can. No, uh, no you can't. I really, so, no, we've discussed it. I honestly it, don't like, care. Emotionally, no. I can't. I, I would, it was okay. for me, not for well, It's no, kind of like pooping in your closet. Okay. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I won't know till you later. Know, like, I won't know till how crappy you are until later. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I feel like I feel like I'll enjoy it more. Uh, we're we're still talking about Star Wars, right? Yeah. We've gone off okay. on a couple. Yeah. Of I was tangents. talking about pooping in closets. Oh, okay. Um, uh, which is pretty much the equivalent of the Phantom Menace experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just kidding. I'm joking. Too easy. Jokes. Too easy. It's jokes. Uh, that's the line for you people. Anyways. Phantom Menace. Oh, yeah. <laughs> shut down. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so let me let me be very clear. I did not dislike the movie. Did not dislike the movie. I thought it was better than all three of the prequels, uh, and 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 I, I and I genuinely enjoyed Revenge of the Sith. Uh, you know, of the of the prequels, that's the one I'll still watch. Uh, I did not the better best one out of the three. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, I did not dislike the Force Awakens. There were some things in it that bugged me, and I've talked to a couple of you guys about it. And, and this will open up, I'm sure, another forty minutes of discussion. But uh, there were a couple of things that irked me. The, uh, the, big, uh, the biggest one was the, uh, the absolute zero training that Ray gets in the movie before she gets force powers. 
Right. Uh, it, it's it's Return of the Jedi before Luke attempts a, a mind trick. You know, that's after two solid movies of growth yeah, I'm right and development. There with you, dude, I'm getting antsy. Uh, Let me tear it. Yeah, in. and and I, I know, and it, and I'll 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 cut this kind of short so that you guys have got time to get to those. Points Let's just make too. sure it's an organized uh, fight here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait. Uh, have, you, have you listened to House Dice? Because because I've 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 had <laughs> I've had this dis- I've had this discussion with Scotty and and he's he's brought up some good points, but uh, the uh, the other well, ones I, I did not. <laughs> I didn't work good uh, enough, sir. Give in to good. Apparently, your Jedi mind tricks yeah. aren't as good as Ray's. Because <laughs> the Force didn't awaken in me. And he's had training. <laughs> <laughs> Give uh, in to body training. Well played. No, dude, you, after after all of the thought that after all of the thought that you've put into Star Wars over the many many years, I would say you have done at least some training towards being a Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I, I'll, I'll say one thing to that. How many people here found that to be very jarring? How quickly she learned? Because it was, I mean, it not, was not like really it was jarring problem. to me. Not like a problem with the film, but just like, wow, where did that come from? Well, uh, before oh. we do that, and I'm with you. I, I, I want to get to the rebuttal phase because that has yeah. a lot to do with with where <laughs> yeah. you're at. So can we let your honor, like, my, my, earmark it, watermark it, whatever no. the mark you got to put to come back to this uh, with there. <laughs> and and I'll, I'll keep it. I'll keep it brief so we can yeah. get to the rebuttals. Uh, yeah, one of, one of my other problems was I didn't feel like. Like I felt like the two characters that were the the best introduced were Finn and uh, Poe. Poe, yeah. yeah, Finn and Poe. I felt like they were introduced better than most of the other characters in the movie, you know, with the exception of Chewie and Han. And I, Leia I actually and, loved. You didn't have to introduce and, them, right? Yeah, yeah. You don't yeah. have to introduce them. I, I thought, of the oh, new characters, the, I felt like those were the best introduced. You guys have gray and Poe <laughs> didn't get nearly enough I screen time. Agreed. Okay. So my third problem with it was I felt like, and not throughout the entire movie, but specific scenes enough to enough to pull me out of the experience i felt like han was phoning it in like harrison ford was wow it it looked it looked <laughs> oh, just fell down. Shit. Write Drew it down. Just fell down. It, it, wow. felt, it felt to me it felt to me <laughs> like there were certain scenes where you could tell on his face that he didn't want to be there i, I think 30 million dollars disagrees with you yeah. sir hey, can somebody play the <laughs> they had to pay him they had to pay him that much more than everybody else in the movie to get him to do it because he didn't even want to do jedi i have i have issues with the film too like certain things but okay what did you think because these two these are like sitting get in before they go because they're going to talk about specifics and this and that i got a simple thing on a filmmaker level about the the joke okay okay I think everybody probably agrees that wow, she really did that really fast with the force, yeah. right? So it stands out to all of us, yeah. right? So do we think it doesn't stand out to the? Let me finish, Scotty. <laughs> I'm just, I'm ready, do bro. we do we ready. think that it doesn't stand coach. out to the filmmaker who knows how big this Star Wars film is going to be to everybody? Yeah. I think he probably or they realize what's going on. I think they probably are accounting for it, and I think they probably have a reason yeah. that will make a lot of sense. Ooh, yeah. Okay, I, uh, and I'm not talking about story. We can talk about story. The titles, The Force Awakens. Yeah. We, he, she, you know, it's Ben Kenobi's granddaughter. It's it's all that. I sort will of only stuff. discuss things that are, are officially canon, and I will only <laughs> discuss things that were officially in the film. I will, yeah, uh, okay, I will we in, heard Obi-Wan's voice, know, all that no, stuff. I'm yeah. not going to any tangents other okay. than just the, the six yeah. films. Okay, stand yeah. by. Seven films. Okay, the, go for it. So, hold on. Are, are you finished, Jar Jar Binks? Uh, I'm, uh, my, my only other thing involved is spoiler, so I'm not going to bring yeah, it up. No, no, it's too late. I literally don't care. Go ahead. Jared is okay with you. I'll feel guilty. Sorry, Bulldog's okay with you pooping in his closet. You could give 
Mark Hamill one line of dialogue. Not one. He said everything he needed to say with his eyes. That's with called his, acting. With his beard. In his hair. Okay, stand okay, by. So let's, 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 for Hold on. let's make a decision on who gets to go first. Okay, because you got, the two rank wars. Before, before I get into the this, this thing with Gabe, I, I want to. <laughs> before I get into the shit with Gabe, so right dark. Dark. I, I didn't, I deal with I didn't, I didn't get my bullshit. thoughts on The Force Awakens. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, feel free. So, um, <laughs> um, God I thoroughly enjoyed The Force Awakens. It is the best remake I've ever seen. Okay. Flabbergasted. Wow. Seriously, okay. the best remake I've ever seen. I'm, I'm, a better I'm remake. right there with you. I and, 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 and tell me that it's not a remake because we, we can almost do shot by shot. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look look around. Look around. <laughs> no one cares. Of, of, <laughs> new, of, new, of new Hope or Phantom Menace? New, new Hope. No. Okay. Um, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Not at all. I'm not, I'm not saying that's not a complaint. I'm just saying... I'm just calling you. Know, I'm calling a, a cow a cow. No, okay. The best no. analogy I've heard because I haven't seen the movie, but the best analogy I've heard for what you're talking about is when McDonald's uh, helped fund Chipotle. Sure. They I'm were go- like, "Oh no, a restaurant made another restaurant and knocked it out of the park. What's the problem?" Right. Like, right. I'm, it was, yeah. I'm, you know, yeah. I don't they, think they, they changed the style, and, and but it's it's another restaurant. I get your point, yeah. but I mean, if we're going to be pedantic about specifics, it's not a remake because it is the same characters continuing story. It might be the same damn story. It might be shot for shot, very similar to the first one, and all that sort of <laughs> That's stuff. That's a remake. Yeah. <laughs> No, I would would call it a rehash. It's a Uh, I go with a rehash, but a remake semantics. (laughs) No, no, it's it's a continuation of the story. It is. It's okay. It's because a remake would be the same story, and And this is the same story, and and it is totally the same story. So Luke is is the little woman. So that's actually Luke. Oh damn! Oh. I, dude, history repeats. How about fired. there? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with I'm you. Good. I'm good. History repeats. No, I mean, I'm fine with that. J.J. Abrams and Lawrence Kasdan couldn't come up with a new story. They want they they played it safe. They totally played it safe, and that's not a bad thing. But let's let's call it out. I'm not disagreeing I, with see, that. But, I'm disagreeing with you calling I, I, it a remake. I, I, I it's a remake. How can it be a remake? Okay, when sorry. A reboot is reboot. No, I don't think it's a reboot. I think it's a. I think it's. What makes it great, and what I think makes it's a re it something, it is. Come across the tape. Totally it's a re something. No, agreed. I'm All right, stand by. To be in, in fairness, because I think this is going to be heated. I think yeah. the best way to do this is let Scotty finish. I'll be. Can I finish? The dad from inside out. Oh, no. <laughs> so so. Good. Um, I love. I Good. love the new character. I love. Now. Um, I love the new character. Minus one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Who did you not like? Hux. Who's Hux? Agreed. Hux, the, the, the little bad, but, bad but, general but, guy. But did you actually... Tarkin Hitler. Did you, <laughs> did, you like, did you actually like Phasma? Because she's not really a character. See, I don't count her at all. Yeah, because yeah, she that's wasn't the, in it. That's I, why I, 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 I like the, 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 spin, the, I the meme the trooper. Costume. Yeah. Yeah, like R-T-R-8-R. The new, the new Boba Fett. It's yeah, a great costume. Fett. That's a good point. All right, so, all right, go ahead. Which worked out well for Boba Fett. TR-8s are traitors. Totally. And I think the... The right control steward who was probably more interesting than her because yeah. I gave him something to do. They missed an opportunity. Yeah. And we're like, we're going to sell a toy. And that's, it is what it is. Cool little lore piece. Her armor is made from um, uh, the Emperor's like royal cruiser, which was a, the, one of the Naboo cruisers. So, like, you know how she had the real, sh- uh, Princess Amidala or Queen oh, Amidala okay. had the real shiny ships from Naboo. That'd been her interesting armor is made. In the film. <laughs> What's that? It would have been interesting in the film. No, what they do to her is like, Give us the security codes, and we'll throw you in a trash compactor. Yeah. It's like I, I'm with you. I, I'm, I'm with, with you. Dooney, she holds a gun and yells at somebody. Yeah. It's like 
She's really? intimidating until she actually does nothing. That's FN157, what are you doing? Why is your helmet off? Well, report to a, my studio or whatever. Yeah, it's like, I want to draw you like, draw me like your women fast. She's a cougar. She's like, come to my studio. Come to my studio apart. Come on by later. I loved, I loved, Poe, I love Poe's dialogue. I, yeah. I was digging, I'm digging the whole, the whole. I, I can't under, what, what I can't understand you with the, this thing on your face. <laughs> yeah, that was great. I, yeah. I, I liked, uh, I like Kylo Ren, and there's a lot of complaint about him. But I'm like, I, I buy it. I'm with you on that. I, I buy I liked, everything he does. I liked him with his helmet on. I liked him with both. I like, yeah. I like. I don't need this. I'm bad. I'm just awesome. Um, I, I don't think we needed another Death Star, but apparently we did. Yeah, yeah. It's I'm, not I'm with you on that. Star, Star killer. killer. It's yeah. bigger. It's bigger. It kills stars, and so, buddy. Um, but that's, and that's my small complaint. I still love the film, and like yeah. I said, I need to see it in my IMAX. I like how so, they remade that um, lightsaber fight at the end of Star Wars. Oh, hey. <laughs> so here's uh, so, a totally hold, on, hold on. In fairness, we get to go do the round table. It's for, for just for posterity's sake. It, it's a square table. <laughs> <laughs> just like it's not a remake. It's a collection. Well, of we're, as tables. a podcast, if, if we're going to be, if we're gonna be a little nitpicky on on words, it's it's a, it's well, actually uh, four uh, square uh, tables. As a podcast, we should visual help our audience from any podcast. <laughs> all all I think we should all have. We should do a moonshine. Uh, uh, my, my thing, and I'll keep mine very brief. My entire issue with the film stems from and it's same issues you have mm-hmm. for the most part stems from the third act yeah. so right about the time to me that Ray gets captured the, 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 the Force Awakens has tremendous amounts of problems I had no stakes in the I love Poe mm-hmm. and I play yeah. X-Wing, X-Wing miniatures and we've had Poe and we know what he can do and they somehow got it right that. in the movie yeah. and it's amazing um, but and that's a nerdy game thing yeah. So glorious, but what so. they did wrong was I had no stakes. I didn't care if Starkiller Base was going to make it. No I had threat. issue that yeah. there was no threat there. There's the no only I felt like the only tension. characters I really cared about were Finn and Poe. Right, but I, I didn't care I, about Poe. Maybe maybe that goal. that's a better way to word it than to say that the other ones weren't introduced as well. No, that's, that's fair a, enough. That's a better way to say it. So I have issue with third act in that I don't like the Jedi thing. I think to me, I think a much more suitable maneuver would have yeah. been her. Um, you know, she uses the Force to unshackle herself, to <laughs> use a Force push, to do anything else possible, yeah. Force related. I'm okay yeah. with her it awakening because my argument is once she does some small minor Force bit, mm. that then when she does close her eyes and she's yeah. in that moment of the lightsaber duel and everything changes for her when the mm. Force actually awakens in that character I yeah. can't even look at Bulldog because I feel so guilty when that happens Han dies <laughs> oh my god that hurt Ouch. that's the truth Kylo Ren Ouch. is his son he kills him it's totally awesome <laughs> that's all fact I hate Thank you, you right now Scotty it's hurt. I still can't it's look at they found out the midichlorian it's a reboot it's fine <laughs> so, so all those bits kind of come together I think if she would have done a force push it would have changed everything because then when she does awaken it does make sense a little more to me narratively I, just, I, I mm. felt like when, when, the, when the big chasm opens that's fair I feel like when the big chasm opens between Ray and Kylo Ren, there's there's no reason why she didn't she couldn't just do a, a saber throw or a force pull or something and end it. There's no reason why she couldn't well, of do course there is. all of these other Eight things. Nine. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's, there's something else but, to it. So my big thing is the last act, and I'm trying to keep it short and sweet. So yeah, go for it. Oh no, no. Well, I already said. I mean. 
I agree with what everybody, yeah. you know, the third act, there's bits and pieces. Mm. I totally agree with you that basically they've used a whole bunch of elements from Star Wars. I'm being pedantic when I say it's not a, you know, I'm being. <laughs> but um, I'm interested to hear your thing on, because I disagree I with Drew say, and Scott, him about Scott Scott being I, 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 I want to be fair. I want to be fair. I'm fine. Yeah. 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 I feel that yeah. I logically, uh, as uh, I've gotten older, I can add a lot to a conversation. I'm just waiting my turn. No, I'm not as bothered. I mean, it's funny. People find the thing to be bothered about and that's yeah. what I'm noticing yeah. people find this to be bothered about or that like I'm bothered by some things the third act dark yeah. pace no one complained oh. about Jurassic Park and there's a reason why Jurassic World Jurassic World sorry yeah. and okay. there's a reason why because you didn't have because the stakes I, in the whole film I didn't have a stakes in the whole yeah, film my, my entire livelihood <laughs> isn't, isn't <laughs> crafted my career wasn't built on Jurassic Park some people's were and I know those people and they were upset about some things but to me it wasn't Star Wars is what got yeah. me in so Star Wars is why my, my, go, go ahead, ahead. Well, my, just to finish my thought my litmus test for all these questions Minus, you know, like bad storytelling, third act is rushed, that sort of thing. But mm. like, did they, she use the force too much? Fan, Phantasma, whatever her name wasn't used. Phasma. Thank you. Um, Phantasma. Um, <laughs> Come here, boy. Um, boy. <laughs> uh, zing. Uh, we'll I want to make that movie kept <laughs> yeah. fantastic. We'll be. <laughs> that, that movie would be, would awesome. be epic. Instead of a ball, you just have her come out and people. <laughs> I'm in. And she's like shiny to... like the ball. Right, and they, you know? and they already have Jawas in that universe. Oh, so. uh, perfect. Eight. That will be, that will be, when, when I'll know whether or not they actually care and are executing this for the long haul, if they answer a lot of these questions and take care of these things in eight in a way that's satisfying. If they don't and they leave things and it still feels cheesy and I'm like, okay, you're right, it was too fast, whatever, but I still have faith that these filmmakers know how big this is yeah. and things that will be super obvious. Like, nobody mentioned the, the freaking laser bolt that was hung in the middle of the air, which we've never seen before and seen yeah. like, what the fuck was that? But I'm like, okay. We all went, oh my God, that's so cool. We did, totally. Mm -hmm. And then later, I'm like, wait a minute. Nobody's ever done. But anyway, I'm waiting for eight, and that's when I'm going to say, you're right, or you're, whatever. Yeah, and, and, and the, a lot of the problems I have could easily be taken care of in the next movie. And that's it for the show. So we'll, we'll, <laughs> and thanks for... Uh, we'll revisit gotta, this in I gotta, 2017. I gotta save my with a mouthful of, we should probably explain the peanut butter gag. Nobody else has known it's going on, so thanks for mentioning right, it. So, we'll bring it up later. Uh, uh, Dr. DePew. <laughs> Wait, right. wait, no, what? So, you uh, can't re the, the rules are you cannot rebuke him. You can only say what you didn't like. So mm -hmm. that's difficult. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what we're doing. We're going against that's Yeah, no, they, oh, they, 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 they've they've been very patient in we there. Patient and, on, so, uh, yeah. A lot of a lot of your your um uh, issues with the movie I, I saw and I see objectively. And, yeah. and, and and logically I can I can see the connection, but where I where I kind of um where I where my view changes is the fact of, of so I, all of the character introductions I loved. I absolutely I loved how they brought in Finn, I love how they brought in Ray, I love how Finn was a sanitation worker forced to be a trooper and in the in doing so he realized that's just he, he can't bring himself to be those people. Um Early on, they demonstrate uh, uh, Kylo Ren's power by stopping the laser bolt. His obvious interrogation techniques are far superior to Vader's. And challenge me all you want, but he damn sure wasn't able to break Leia. And, you know, rough, uh, Ray was able to break Poe, and then he was on his way to break Ray when, when she finds out that she is very much um, Force badass, right? Mm. Or you mean high midichlorians. Yeah, <laughs> high midichlorians. I'll say that she's a high midichlorian count. Yeah. Oh, uh, right? I don't know about anybody um, else saying the word midichlorian. <laughs> it's tough. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but I think a lot of it at the end, especially in um, where she, like, well, if you look 
a, a big argument out there is that Finn was able to use a lightsaber. He actually is not. He's a trained soldier who can use melee weapons. A sword is very much a melee weapon, and yeah, he very you, much gets his ass. You don't have to have the force to be able to use a lightsaber. Exactly. I mean, Han his, showed us that in Empire. Exactly. He gets his ass you know. beat by that random trooper. Like, that, like there was no slugfest there. He got beat and, down. And Finn, all, Finn's doing what we would all do with a sword. We swing and we poke. And that's exactly. all he did. He didn't do anything yeah. fancy. And, and, and yeah, the, I don't have the, a problem with Finn using a lightsaber. And I think what, what gets missed a lot is the fact that when he goes to challenge uh, uh, um, Kylo, Ren, Ren. Kylo Ren at the end of the film, is, is Kylo Ren, so they do a great job of showing how powerful Chewie's weapon is in the entire yeah. movie. Like, an incredible yeah. job. And of, this is how Except in that red, I read yeah. the article. that uh, thing, or, I think we read the same the We, same we may have, where he, like, yeah. takes the shot and sort is of it, gets blown off, yeah. the, off the No, cat it's not ball. a cracked one. <laughs> he takes it in that scene. He, he takes no, it. That's the thing to Ren. Is what that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a key that's to That's how badass power. Ren is. That's, no, no. No, not in that whole scene. Watch it again. He's killing stormtroopers and they just fall. It's not like in the earlier when they're they're knocking them across the the, the whole battlefield. None of that. He's just he's just bla- okay. like it's a blaster. So no. So I, I no, bullshit. Watch it. I watch got it shenanigans. Again. No, seriously. Watch it again because it's it's either a mistake or it's it's a different I, setting because he's, I will take it at, at, for the value enough. It's it, okay. Let's just okay. I'll go with that argument. It's one shot is enough to kill a single to kill a human being. Is that fair? Kill a stormtrooper because they're weak. <laughs> okay, fantastic. So Ray takes they only have her, five uh, hit points. They're, they're soldiers <laughs> in armor. Yeah, so they're soldiers in armor. Which uh, apparently is useless. With plastic armor, armor. Ren, it doesn't Ren actually add any soak value. Right here, just straight up, and takes a knee, yeah. and then stands up, and oh, then goes not, on outside. I'm not yeah, not a bad it, it launches it that, launches two people off their feet earlier. Exactly. In the movie. I, but sorry, I'm saying that you know your argument about the Chewie's weapon being so awesome. It is up until that scene where he's just. He's just it's just hitting stormtroopers like it's a normal blast. Then I'll take I'll take all the extra out of it and I'll just give the fact that it's a kill shot. But he still takes it, takes a knee, gets up and then walks outside to go sword battle these two people, right? And so when he's he's visibly hurt, dripping blood on the ground and he goes to fight Finn and it's not like like two Jedi going toe to toe. It's very much like if I had a sword fighting a guy with a sword, it's a it's just I'm going to try but and But here's him. here's my thing and I'm with you on on that portion of it. If you consider like for canon for EU and all the other side of it, we've we've all been told that only Jedi can use uh, lightsabers. That's what proficiently, expan- yeah, proficient. No, and the expanded concept which was, doesn't count. Which doesn't count. That's where I'm going. And My, goes against uh, um, Empire. Empire. But, yeah, but, but that, that got established when they did, it was like Knights of the Old Republic, and they did this whole thing on it, like with KOTOR stuff. So my thing is, I don't see it as anything more than they're all completely untrained. Yes. Every single yep. one of them. Yeah. The whole thing about being a Jedi is the agility level, and I'm pulling a little bit from RPG, which is canon now, pulling a little bit from RPG standards, which is the idea behind the Jedi is their agility, their ability to control the movement that goes on with the sword. Most people, uh, um, like, the, the, what's the Chinese sh- uh, sword horse? Ken, uh, kendo. No. Oh, that's Wushu. Wushu. If you look at the Wushu guys, they do things with swords that are insane, right? But because they've trained in doing that, that's how I see the Jedi. The Jedi have done a level of space Wushu that is unparalleled in any anywhere else. So that's how I see it tying in. So when we go to this fight, both Kylo Ren never uses it correctly, ever. No, he, he very much, he, he's a hacking, he's a slashing he is a. Uh, 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 it's a. He he fights with strength as opposed to finesse. Like right. he he throws kill shots as opposed to uh, uh, finesse, as you saw a lot in the in the earlier prequels. But but to, just to speed ahead, 
I don't think it was a Jedi versus Jedi. I think it was a trained swordsman versus a untrained soldier with a melee weapon. You know what I mean? Like, I believe in a soldier training or stormtrooper training, he would have access to melee weapon combat because, yeah. as you saw, spin, spin stormtrooper, yeah. right? I think that's a fair. Yeah. And notice he got his ass beat by, by Ren. Like, just got beat, to, just beat down. Hmm. In the quintessential, like, the Force Awakens moment, I believe... She is drawing from her melee skills with that bow staff, right? So mm-hmm. she's very, very fluid with that, very combat ready with that. So that yeah. didn't didn't pull me out, and I believe. But she would have had that before, before uh, Kylo Ren remi- reminded her that the Force was a thing. No, I, but I think in that moment, she giving into that is with when the Jedi versus the Sith, the Sith, the Sith fight to control the Force. The Jedi let the Force flow. It's not a Sith. And, He's not I just, a Sith. I'm just, just, I'm just making a point. Dark I mean, I, Force I don't, users. I, I can't speak to... He's not of Sith, I agree. But I think when she let the Force take control, she was able to predict where his next move would be, where his strikes are coming from. And in a, in a combat role, if I know you're throwing a punch to the right, yeah. I can already go ahead and set up my next attack and, and, and lower your defenses. So I think when that moment clicked for her, it became yeah. a very easy to overpower somebody that he saw coming. And already, who's been hit three times and was very weak. Yeah, Scotty, you've been itching. Okay, so um, I never, love all of you. By the way, we never saw Luke learn how to do anything except run. Yep, and, no, and levitate and, and levitate. And uh, he didn't levitate. No, he levitated, no, he levitated things. He, he, so he, he, he did. He did. And learn how to use a sword. Sort of. <laughs> uh, wait, no, no, that was that was in uh, Millennium Falcon. Yeah, yeah Millennium sort of. He, he can re- reflect. He, we saw him reflect something. We saw him learn but, the training. But yeah, I, and I'm glad you brought that yeah. up because th- this is this is important. So on the Falcon in A New Hope, um, Luke has got his lightsaber and he's learning the ways of the Force. The, this the best. is when he's practicing. When, the, right, when, and Ben is explaining something. Yeah. And, and Ben explains something that I think people are missing. He says to Luke that uh, the Force works with you and Luke says, well, does it control your actions? Sometimes, but it also obeys your commands. That's exactly what has happened in The Force Awakens. I agree with that. That's established. So we see that manifest. So Ray jumping to learning the force, the force needs her to do this. So it's going to make her do this. Okay. That's rational. I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm just, no, I'm just, I, I don't, I don't oppose it. I still think there's a better way of doing it. Yeah. I, but I mean, narratively, I, but I think narrative, I mean, it's explained, I, no, but I think people, it, I, people just forget, forget, forget. Yeah. That. But it's not yeah, to but, me, uh, you know, it's, it's such an, obs- and, Considering there have already been six movies, it's it's a reference to a throw-off line in Episode Four. But it's it's it's. I think what their argument is is that it's not a primal way to use the Force, and it would seem like like if you're getting something just coming at you primally, it would be like I think what you were trying to say, like a Force push or something like where you're really. Oh, so you think you think Luke? No, no. no. My question is yeah. to that is that do you think in Hoth? Luke calling his sabers primal. Absolutely. Yes, okay. absolutely. Because, I mean, think about it. He's doing it in thing a because he it's, has it's to do it. Available and, and he's already trained that. Remember, he's already trained levitating things. No, he doesn't. No, he hasn't. That is a complete primal thing, and that's my argument towards now, it. And if, I, if, he had, if he had somehow, not that the good side does this, but if he had done, like, uh, Palpatine, like, laser um, lightning laser fingers. Bolt, yeah, <laughs> if he had done lightning bolt fingers, that would have been weird. Yeah, because that would have been like, uh, where did a? It hasn't happened yet. But that's but. my thing is, I'm with you. I actually like you. You yeah, told me this concept, and I'm with you on right. it. Right. I stand by you on it. 
had it been anything but a Jedi mind trick. I feel like the Jedi mind trick was there for a couple of reasons as a filmmaker. I'm looking at it. It's a story beat that's funny, and we needed some bit of comedy in that space. Just looking at it, if I'm going to tear it apart. Right. And it's not... It's, it's a movie, right? So I'm looking at it from we needed a beat there. We needed something that showed a turn, and we needed something that also gave us a laugh. A force push would not have given us a laugh unless it would have been knocking the, the gun yeah, over. Slaps, I mean, I would have created yeah. something that yeah. would have been slightly slapstick. That would have been my okay, approach. That's fair. But I'm with you on it. I think it's valid. I, don't, I think she needs to do something in that seat. Right. I just don't think a Jedi but, mind trick but is But when the people, one. people are, I mean, and my argument is not with you guys, it's with, with the people on the internet who are saying, well, there's, there's no precedence. I'm like, yeah, there's precedence. Yeah. Well, don't, don't argue with the people on the internet. Well, no, yeah, when they said there's no precedence, there, there, there is precedence. And the same thing, there's a big complaint about the, the lightsaber giving uh, a force vision. And it's like, well, the force doesn't do that. And I'm like, first of all, the, the dark side cave. The, the, yeah, exactly. The, that's a that's a exactly. well, that's not a lightsaber. I'm like, no, but it's a cave. Yoda tells you that that's the force, reality era, which is what I was complaining about. Yeah. It's like, uh, the um, Yoda tells Luke that the force is everywhere. Oh, uh-uh, my iPhone watch did not tell me that I got a message. Right. <laughs> That's the world we live in. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, it's in the rocks, it's in the trees. But see, it's been explained. And I know you've seen these movies 20 times. So, you know. See, I'm, I actually, I'm actually with you mostly on this. I, I'm not as bad as everybody else about her getting the, um, the thing. I, I agree. It felt out of place. I think they know it feels out of place, yeah. and I hope for a reasonable narrative resolution in the next film, well, see, such I, as I, she is Obi Wan. See, I, f- I see. I feel if they do something like a reasonable explanation, yeah. I think it's going to feel wedged in. No pun intended. Uh, hey, uh, <laughs> so you're saying she's Wedge's daughter, right? Oh, think about it, they showed very specifically very different force uses. Like, we've never seen Ky- what Kylo's doing where he's, like, mining things out of yeah. Nobody's done that before. Nobody's seen... Or stop a blaster or, or bolt in midair. No, nobody's seen that films, before. In the films, no one's done it. But in, uh, in the uh, films. But in right. canon, they have. I, so, uh, the one thing that I, I, I want to just interject real quick is is as a as fans, um, like, I, I think we struggle with what we know instead of what could be. And I think with Star Wars, it's like, who we don't know what, what in the grand spectrum of this story is what the Force can did do. You just, did you just pull a Yoda on us? Mm-hmm. Or, or how it, I just watched Empire and uh, Revenge of the... Or, no, I can't, no, no, I didn't watch Revenge of the Sith. Uh, Empire and Jedi Strikes... Uh, Return of the Jedi, my goodness. <laughs> You okay, buddy? Moonshine. Like Moonshine. Star Wars? Moonshine. Whoa, never again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, so you, you almost... You, I do, of course, I, he's I, trying I, to feed I, Haiti I, like a baby. You I'll, almost... I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll do peanut butter, and then I'll stack Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. My point is, real quick, is we don't know what the Force is capable of as, as fans because we've only been given what we've seen, right? So we don't know where they're going with the narrative. You're literally I giving the speech that Yoda gave on Dagobah. In, 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 and for my closing remark regarding Star Wars, I, I just want to give my two cents real okay, quick. Then. I'll take the peanut I feel like the, uh, the beauty of all of the Star Wars films from a guy who grew up, and I'm a very spiritual person, is that they're very spiritual films. Yes. And so yeah. for me, the, whether you want to apply it to a specific religion or just the idea of spiritualism, the beauty of what I love about Force Awakens and the reason why it resonates with me is because it is a moment where everybody faces a time in their life when they make a choice. Whether you choose or if your choice is not to believe or if your choice is to believe, whatever the case is, that's what the movie was about for me, right? If I drill down to the, the wanky film side of it. So to me, the spiritual element that occurs in the picture, regardless of whether she uses Jedi mind trick or whatever we mm-hmm. want to discuss, it is a spiritual bit. 
She, in that moment, awakens. She has a spiritual moment that changes her entire life, that changes everything about her and closes it out. And that's what's beautiful to me, is that there's a spiritual side to it that is transcends mm-hmm. that beyond. It's what good sci-fi is supposed to be. So that's just kind of my two cents to kind of close this out. On, on, I'll close it, my note. opinion out. <clears throat> That there are problems with this film and opinions that we will not be able to solve tonight. So I do have a quick question. So in oh in, in, in how it stacks fashion, we we just while we're doing Return of the Jedi and Empire Strikes Back for you know um, our our Star Wars. That's fair, right? For our, for our Star Wars things, right? Yeah. So uh, we already who, did a New Hope. Yeah, so. we already did a New Hope. So we'll go around the room, and I want to know who stacks it. And when it comes to me, because horse has been bothering me this whole time, I will do a spoonful of peanut butter, and then I will give my yes. stack <laughs> of the show. It's really so, hard so to say. We say, say the word stacks with a Jedi mouthful of peanut butter, or Empire uh, and Jedi, or Empire and Jedi. You can do them enough? separately. That's that's like more than my fat content for like two days. So I have to go first. Yeah. All right. Well, fine. You're doing this all with them. Oh, I think horse just hates so, me. When I originally watched The Empire Strikes Back and then I watched Return of the Jedi, I have to say it was a very different experience because I watched it in the machete order. By watching it in the machete order, it brought a whole new gravity to I'm the entire story. Right? With that said, I believe that I He's still enjoy and I do stack Return of the Jedi. And, dude, that's too much fat. I have. So, that's, a, that's a second spoonful. The, so after watching Return of the Jedi and Empire Strikes Back, even with the special edition, I still felt myself feeling just as emoted. This is captivated the why first why, time. Do you want some moonshine to watch that? Why, 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 why didn't we film this? So, there's a lot But I do say it stacks. And the reason being is is I found myself just as emotionally captivated the first this time <laughs> as I was the first time. You know, I was. <laughs> He's joking. <laughs> Horses killed JD. <laughs> now, <clears throat> now, with that said, there was a lot of, like, the special effects that totally pulled me out of it. But as a whole, it does stack for me. That was beautiful. <laughs> that was well done. Well done. <laughs> I think we can end there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, this has been a wonderful experiment. I hope we get to do this again. Um, uh, there are a lot of films happening in the 2016, so maybe next year we'll get to talk about what so, uh, Rogue One yeah. and we'll get to, we'll get to talk about all and, the shit we um, didn't see again. Captain America. Exactly. Uh, I didn't see anything. Um, <laughs> And don't, don't forget to uh, pick up your copy of uh, Convergence. Convergence. <laughs> <laughs> My first film, so you got to get it. Convergence yeah. on Blu-ray February 9th, on iTunes February 2nd, and in theaters, should those sons of a gun support us, do it the right way, uh, it should be February 2nd as well. Yeah. Fantastic, Which fantastic. Very soon, so links to all of this will be at the bottom of this podcast. You can also find the links to How It Stacks and Behind the Lines. Between. Between. They're a new show. We're learning it. Between the lines. Line. (laughs) Between the line. Yeah, above the line, below the line. It's not a remake, Scotty. It's a remake. I I will say, as the oldest podcast group here, I mean, (laughs) actually, technically, Horst and I trump everybody in the room. How's this? Continuously on, continuously on air. We've got three seasons. Hey, I never closed my iTunes account, so technically, (laughs) I did the same show. Uh, No, I could come back out and make an f stops here, and that goes back to two thousand and four. Do we need to get Lanyap in this? (laughs) Yeah, apparently. God. Thank you. 
Bye. And nobody <laughs> wants to talk. Um, yeah. Yeah. This is our contribution to the multiverse. Go out and make yours. Yeah.